Hey everyone, it's me, Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Ikoria set review. Different set reviews. Yes. Uh, this is an uh, unprecedented time we're living in currently. Uh, for that reason and that reason alone. <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only thing going on right now. Wizards yeah. dropped the Commander set and Ikoria at the same time. Yeah. Wild, wild stuff. Uh, and here we are, about to talk about um, all the Commander-relevant cards all the stuff we're excited about, all the legendaries, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, anything you want to say before we get going? Now, this is a good, you know, these are always a little long, so let's just get right to it. Let's just get right to thanking you for listening. Let's get right to thanking everybody who joined Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash commandersbrew, who support us financially. It allows us to keep making these shows, make more of these shows, uh, keep doing what we're doing. It's so valuable, and we cannot thank you enough. Uh, we're going to every time we take to the cameras. Uh, we also want to remind you that you can use the TCG player link in any of our show notes. That will go, if you go through our link to the store, doesn't matter what you buy, we get a little cut of that. And if you are a Canadian listener, we have an extra special code for you to get a actual discount. Cheaper magic cards at the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizards Tower, wizardtower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWBEYONDDEATH, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there, Rose. Okay, well, Ikoria is here. It is, uh, we've been hearing a lot about this for a long time. We're finally uh, arrived on the plane of Ikoria, the plane of numerous monsters. Uh, what does this have in store for us when it comes to just, uh, like, like what, uh, mechanics? What, what, what's, what's this introducing to Commander? Sure. Uh, we've got a new thing called Mutate, which is an alternate casting cost. Any alternate casting cost is still subjected to commander tax if you're using a legendary that has mutate. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're going to pay the mutate cost and you're going to mutate it onto a non-human creature. And then you get to combine them into one amalgamation, one mutated, just disgusting blob <laughs> of a card. Because both cards are one card now and you just choose which one goes on top. That's the face of the thing. It, that's the power toughness, the casting cost, the creature type, all that stuff. The thing on the bottom, everything else, you could mutate more than once with other cards, is just all those abilities just keep stacking up. You're just loading up abilities on abilities on abilities, and or you're just throwing a bunch of stats on abilities. Uh, that's what mutate is. Yeah, and uh, we kind of touched on this in our commander set review uh, last, uh, last week, the C20 review. But mutate is a, like I think a parasitic 
mechanic is the right way to describe it in that you need a lot of mutate to kind of work with a lot of mutate because you want to have the creatures that can mutate onto each other that then benefit when things mutate and that and so on and so forth. It's not strictly like we don't, you know, you can include some mutate creatures in your uh, decks, especially if you're running a lot of non-humans, obviously, uh, that can have good benefits, right? So it's not strictly, mind you. So there, there, there are some exceptions. And I think like for the most part, we um, we don't talk about so many of them, especially at like common and uncommon, but uh, some of the rares can get there kind of for commander and we'll see when we get there. Yeah, they'll have to have some sort of good ability that says when it mutates, yeah. something cool happens. Uh, but for the most part, they're, they end up being vanilla if you're not doing that and they're hard to sell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else is the set given? Uh, we also have companion, uh, controversial mechanic, uh, mm-hmm. companion is going to be the ones, uh, there's like a, just 10 of them, I believe one, one for very, every guild, one for every guild. Exactly. These are, uh, hybrid manned creatures, legendary creatures that say, uh, they, they, that say you can cast them from, um, your sideboard essentially from outside the game they they don't say that specifically they say i think they say you can cast them from outside the game but they exist there and like they they don't count towards your deck size and they have a very specific deck building um uh like restriction if you're going to run them this way you can run them as normal cards in your in your normal decks uh, but if you want them to be in this sort of outside realm where you can just cast them um like at any point and not count towards your deck size you have to meet these deck building criteria so we'll get We'll get to these. We'll, we're going to read all 10 of them. They're all pretty relevant. They're all pretty good. One is already banned in Commander because yeah. you'll see when we get there, and you probably already know about it. Uh, if you listen to this show, that's for sure. So, um, But it's a it's a, it's a a big, big controversy. The only thing you need to know is that it's kind of like a second little Commander, kind of. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Companion is a little bit... I guess commander, you assume that's the boss of the deck. That person or creature is yeah. in charge. But the companion, that's just a buddy of the deck. That's not in charge of the deck. It just likes to help. It's a mini boss. Uh, yeah, mini boss. Uh, they've also given us a bunch of evergreen counters. It's just a little bit of a design shift. We're not getting new evergreen abilities, but we're getting the ability to put count like trample counters and menace counters and first strike. Is there first strike counters? Yeah. There's first strike counters. There's even in the commander set, there's even like a double strike counter. There's yeah. a couple other ones. I don't think those appear in the actual. I don't think double strike is in the Ikoria set, but uh, I could be no. mistaken, but I don't think it is. So there's no. a lot of them. There's, yeah, basically uh, just about every evergreen ability you can think of that is still currently being used in Magic kind of shows up in that way. So it's, it's, um, right. You have to, you have yeah. to be careful how you're going to mark those. That's that's my main concern. My main concern is the physical marking of them. And like in Ikorius uh, packs, you're going to get these little like punch out uh, little cardboard things, which are obviously going to be useful for the decks that want to use these counters. But like when you are just playing a random game of commander and you have like one or two of these creatures pop up that are just going to place them, it's like and you don't like that's not what your deck does. So like how we like, you know it's going to be interesting to remember what counter is what. I mean I guess there's already a lot of that going on in Commander, so maybe we're overthinking it. But anyways, uh, and we also have one uh, major returning mechanic, uh, and that's cycling. Um, yeah, uh, love cycling, cycling. all time great mechanic. We love it for limited, for constructed, for Commander, for everything. Um, it, it just helps bolster any deck that wants to do the things that cycling does, including drawing cards, discarding, 
activating abilities, uh, cycling just is a lot of cool stuff. Always helpful. There's a full on a cycling pre-con deck, <laughs> basically, uh, in addition to the kind of cycling decks that already existed in Commander. So those those um, those decks just get a little uh, a little boost. It's also interesting, like cycling allows a card to be more situational. Uh, mm-hmm, absolutely. Like, like it would be amazing to be able to go back in time and say, like, oh, you know, like destroy all islands, but with cycling. So it's like, oh, I'm not playing a blue player. I'll just cycle yeah. it away. No problem. Yeah. Uh, but this brings up an interesting discussion because for the first time ever, we're seeing cycling for just one colorless. So really, yes. how do you, like like how do you feel about just running a card that you probably will never cast where the cycling for one is the main plan <laughs> and that the actual card is a distant plan B? I I mean I think it, it like in some ways it kind of like to a very small percentage wise, but it kind of like thins your deck a bit. You know what I mean? Like I mean it, it's not without a cost. There, there is a cost, absolutely, but it is the smallest cost. That is like, you know what I mean? Like one yeah. colorless or one generic mana. Yeah. You know, that's as low as it can go, essentially. Um, obviously zero. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it might be too good, you know? I don't know. Like, like there's like a little 2-2 two, two for two, 2 that cycles for one in red. It's like many red decks wouldn't want that card. But like if you're just going to cycle it for one, that's not a bad way to just kind of root through things. I don't know. I'm 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 not I'm not sure about it. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. I don't run cards that cycle for two for no reason. But a card that yeah, cycles for one, I, I want to think about it. I don't think I would run it as the like, oh, this will get me through my deck. I still would want some utility from like I wouldn't run a, a two a two mana two two like generic creature for that has cycling for one colorless. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. There's yeah, right? I I, okay. I think the cost of putting that card in your deck is like higher than putting something that was actually useful. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's close, probably though, right? It's not a. I don't know. It's not a blowout. Anyway, it's true. Uh, let's get into it though. We talked about this. Let's just roll right into it. We're gonna start off by reading the legendary creatures. And this is going to actually be probably the majority of the show. There are a ton of legendary creatures. Uh, and there's a lot of multicolored cards, too, that are worth talking about. So uh, anyways, we're going to talk about the legendaries first. And to start us off here, we actually have two monocolored legendaries, which is strange for this set, if you think about it. Uh, but the first one here is our first is our mono red Yidaro, Wandering Monster. Five red red the legendary creature Dinosaur Turtle, an 8-8 with Trample and Haste, and it has Cycling for one and a red. So a 7-mana 8-8 with Trample and Haste that cycles for one and a red. Very low cost of putting this in any deck that, that like cares about it at all, because you can just cycle this away if you, if you get it early. Right. When you cycle Yadaro, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. If you've cycled a card named Yadaro Wandering Monster four or more times this game, put it into the battlefield from your graveyard instead. So That's interesting. I'll tell you what I thought right away when I first saw this card. Uh, I was alarmed because I was like, immediately I was like, you run this as your commander, you can just cycle it four times from your command zone. And you, you just you just have it. It's like actually no, that's not how it works. Cycling, no. cycling, you have to discard it from your hand. Am I right about that? Part of the uh, cycling cost is discarding the card. Is it not? I mean, not the cost, but like that's, you know what I mean? 
Like that's I don't a think, great question. I don't think you can cycle from the command zone. Now, if I'm wrong about that, <laughs> then I think that this is uh, wild. Um, but I, I th I'm pretty sure that's 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 what it is when it comes to cycling. Are you looking it up? Are you checking? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to find out. Yeah, check that out. Um, maybe there's an. Is, I wonder if there's any other uh, uh, legendaries that have cycling on them. Maybe where that's come up before. But I'm I'm I'm. I'm, I yes. seem to remember reading about it that it needs to be from your hand at some it's point. It's true. The first rule, 702.28a, says <laughs> cycling is an activated ability that functions only while the card with cycling is in a player's hand. There you go. There you go. So not quite as busted as you, as uh, I first thought, that's for sure. Um, but I still think a pretty neat card. I, I you know, I mean, um, anything that's going to care about getting a you know, a, a, a creature, a big creature like this into play for fairly cheap, or maybe there's some kind of way to, you know, work this ability a little bit. Um, I don't know, but I, th I think it's, like I said, I think it's a pretty low cost of putting this in any kind of deck that cares about an 8-8 Trample Haste, which is probably a lot of them. I know this isn't our realm, but I feel like this is going to be a lot more fun in like the brawl environment. Mm. Like the chances of finding it again in a hundred card deck is very small. Very so small. like when you're down to a sixty card deck, you know maybe you'll find it again. Maybe maybe like find it a couple times. Uh, yeah, I, I you know maybe and this is an argument to put in so many one mana cyclers so that you just get through your deck even faster. Even mm. more so, it's like better in regular constructed like standard or something where you can include four of these guys in your deck and then you're just sure you're drawing them like crazy and every time someone manages to deal with them you're you just cycle it and put it into play um it doesn't seem like our format's best tool no it doesn't i agree um, uh we've got another monocolor commander in green though uh this is the King Kong parallel, obviously, but they didn't get the King Kong name. Oh, so yeah, so, got... so this is two things. So your so the guy you're about to read is King Kong, without a doubt. So yeah. does that mean is Yodaro Gamera? Because I know Gamera is oh. not like a strict Godzilla thing, but Gamera is like another big monster that's a big. He's a big turtle. I so, had no idea. I don't these... know anything about. Is I only know Gamera because we did uh, in high school. My the musical we did for the end of our like final year was uh, an original musical written by a friend of mine called Godzilla the Musical, and Gamera was a character in it because <laughs> nice. he liked Gamera. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was cool. It also had Super Ultra Mega Man and Mecha Godzilla. Anyways, <laughs> it was really good. Nice. Uh, well, for you King Kong lovers, this is the parallel here. It's Kogla the Titan Ape, three green, 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 legendary creature ape. It's a seven six. And when Kogla enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. 7-6 that fights for 6, that's, that's probably good. You're going to take out something good. Uh, whenever Kogla attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player controls. That's big game. Uh, there's lots mm -hmm. of artifacts and enchantments going around in Commander. So, be, so first of all, you can remove a possible blocker one turn and then probably clear the way for the next turn. But if that wasn't good enough, one on a green, return target human you control to its owner's hand. Kogla gains indestructible till end of turn. There's a Green is not great for humans, tribal, but there's enough of them. Like, yeah. Like, there's lots of little humans that are utility kind of things. I'm sure you could have a few. So... Being able to return one, now you can attack without worry of anyone destroying Kogla on blocks, and you get to nab an enchantment or an artifact. I think this is an excellent card. I probably wouldn't run it as a commander, but 
definitely goes in 99s with green. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think like I mentioned, we're, it's going to come up a lot because humans are kind of one of the mon- there's monsters and then there's humans in this set right. kind of. And they have some synergistic abilities and some like opposite, like kind of um, antagonistic abilities. But uh, this is one obviously that's quite synergistic. And um, I mentioned it on the uh, C20 <laughs> review. Um, uh, I, there are way more humans in Magic than we ever give credit for, and way more humans in a game of Commander than we even realize a lot of the time. Yep. It's like sometimes yep. just look at a full board of creatures and just count how many humans there are, and you're like, gee, where is there's like, you know, there's like 12 creatures on this board, and half of them are humans. So, um, yeah, you don't even really need to fully build hard around it and to include this guy and have him be good, I think. I so agree. That's cool. Depending yeah. on the deck you're running, I think this Kogla is just awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, like what's his name? Um, t- the Gore Claw makes this too cheaper. Mm-hmm. You're, just dro- you're just killing something. And it, even if you have to attack to a suicide, you'll probably get a very valuable enchantment or artifact on the way, so it's fine. This is an... Yeah, this is like... I kind of want to build a mono green deck that's all humans and Kogla. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I yeah. Like I know that's not the only way that this guy's ever well, good or anything. Be some cool green but think, humans. But man, this like just the ability to, to come in, kill something, uh, become a, a, and then later attack and destroy an artifact or enchantment, and become indestructible, kind of whenever you want, depending on your deck. I think is really great. Anyways. Let's not spend too, too much time on Kogla. He's very good, but he is one of the mono colors. Let's get to these multicolored ones. All right. Um, uh, next. Okay, the first mon- uh, multicolored creature we have is the, is one of the Sultai. Uh, oh, th- is, this, is this part of the... I can't remember if this is part of the... Uh, I believe it is. So there's like a cycle where they all cycle through the different uh, wedges, and then they cycle through the different names. So check this out. So Brook Brockos... Apex of Forever. This is our broccoli boy here. Yeah, Two black... he likes to eat the broccoli. <laughs> yeah, the broccos. Two black, green, blue. Saltite. Legendary. Nightmare Beast Elemental. So the nightmare mm-hmm. is black. The beast is green. The elemental is blue. That's how it runs with these guys. Uh, he has Mutate for two and a hybrid blue-black and then green-green. So still five, but like I guess if you're heavier on green, you're going to be happy here. I don't know. Um... He has Trample. He's a 6-6, six, six, and it says when you you may cast Brockos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using its Mutate ability. Now we're talking. Okay. That's a Mutate card I'm happy to run in a deck mm-hmm. because it's not parasitic. Exactly. 5-mana, uh, 6-6, six, six, Trample. Not forever. bad, right? Not bad. Not bad on its own. It's fine. Maybe not like exciting in any deck, but the fact that we can Mutate this guy from our graveyard onto other stuff... That yeah. like maybe does care about how big it is, or you know, there's some other ability where like hits and draws cards and things like that. I think you're going to see sure. Brockos come up in decks like that. Well, it's pretty and sweet. The, the way mutate works is that all counts as one card. Mm-hmm. So if a piece of a mutated card is your commander, that's your commander. So that's true. Even, right, even if something is up on top, so you're going to play a bunch of little drops, little like small one drops to help ramp out Brockos. Brockos will mutate onto one of those old Llanowar elves. Maybe now you're throwing counters on things. So also retains the ability of Llanowar elf. Can tap for a green. <laughs> <laughs> it so, might be helpful. Might be. Um, uh, I think this is a cool commander card. I agree. And uh, because also you get that that great thing of like, if it dies, you let it die. Yeah. Because then you can cast it from your graveyard with for the mutate cost. And that's there's no additional, uh, there's no commander tax there. 
No. Great. No, they, they have, it's great. It's great. It's great. Uh, well, you've got me so far, Mutate. I, I, yeah. I, you didn't have me too hard, too hard in the C20 uh, uh, review, but Brockos is a good one to start out with. Yeah, so much niacin. <laughs> uh, next, we've got a human rogue. It says a Cheville, Cheville, Cheville. Cheville. <laughs> I think I'm gonna Cheville, go Cheville. Cheville Chase, the barber of Cheville, <laughs> uh, bane of monsters, black green, legendary human rogue one three with death touch at the beginning of your upkeep. If your opponents control no permanents with bounty counters on them, put a bounty counter on target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls. Okay, so he's a hunter. He marks the prey. Whenever a permanent an opponent controls with a bounty counter on it dies, you gain three life and you draw a card. That's not bad. Yeah, Easy I value. Um, I kind of like this better than the bounty commander. Oh, the Mardu one? Uh, what's his name? Not, is I it Marisol? No, that's the wizard. Uh, sh- sh- it's something with a C. Cheville. No. <laughs> Bane of Monsters. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, because I like this because it only Mathis. benefits you. Mathis, thank you. Um, whereas Mathis players uh, uh, sometimes get like a bit of a target on their backs because if they're out putting counters on stuff, everyone's like, well, let's just kill that guy. <laughs> um, whereas Chevel is like this only benefits one person it's not benefiting the rest of the table so yeah. it's interesting interesting politics there um, as opposed to like, uh, Mathis or whatever I yeah. like it I like it as a commander a lot actually yeah I mean p- the people creatures gonna die sometimes you are, know you're gonna kill them but sometimes you don't have to like wraths happen so you're gonna be able to rebuild off of those pretty nicely removal tribal mm. let's yeah. do it right Let's make that. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I also, I like the low cost on it, right? Two mana, yeah. one, three. Um, next is another human, General Kudro. Uh, General Kudro, father of Lisa. Uh, yeah. General Kudro <laughs> of Dranith, uh, one white black, legendary creature, human soldier, three, three. Other humans you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever General Kudro uh, or another human enters the battlefield under your control, exile target card from an opponent's graveyard and then pay two sacrifice two humans destroy target creature with power four or greater hmm <laughs> well it's 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 how i i think this sounds more appealing than it is because i think a really? lot of tokens it sounds are not, appealing to you <laughs> well what it sounds it? more appealing than it is <laughs> yeah I, it doesn't even really sound those... very appealing to me is what i'm saying well, I mean, you're not wrong, but it, but it, the only reason it might sound appealing, I think, is if you're under the impression that lots of tokens are humans, but it really is not. Uh, we kind of touched on this in the Commander preview, but so many soldier tokens are just soldier tokens. Yeah. Or warrior tokens. They have no designated, like, creature type except soldiers so there's like you're, you you don't really get a lot of easy way to make a boatload of humans uh unless they're on cards but i don't want to be sacking two cards to destroy one card exactly the, you, like this set is the one where they started i think where they started making human soldiers i know there are human soldiers in this set i think this as is tokens the, you mean yeah sorry that's what i meant yeah yeah i think this is the first time they've done it or if not it's like very know. close to it at, at any rate there's not very many things that make human soldier tokens you're right I don't think this is that good. I mean, exiling cards is good for sure, but it only happens whenever, like, you. Okay, so whenever this guy or humans enter the battlefield, you can exile target cards. Like, like that's that's 
that's useless until it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's good. We like graveyard hate. It's a nice way to have graveyard hate. But to have that be your whole, like, commander's thing, uh, I don't know. Ask people who play Anafenza, which is way better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and Theros yeah, the, gave us human soldiers. Ah, there you go. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the sacrifice ability is like, I don't know. I'm just not wild. It's just maybe it's just not like flashy enough for us. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know. So next we go to the Teamer Wedge, uh, legendary sort of lore-based creature. This is Iluna Apex of Wishes. Two, green, blue, red, legendary beast elemental dinosaurs. The beast, the green, elemental blue, dinosaur red, and mutates for three, hybrid red, green, blue, blue. That's one more one than more, the casting yeah. cost. If you, So then that's the mutate. So uh, Iluna has flying and trample and 6-6. Six, six. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent card. Put that card onto the <laughs> battlefield or into your hand. <laughs> pretty good yeah. <laughs> right like yeah you get a free six mana six mana six six with flying and trample and something else if you can yeah it. yeah you just have to hit a non-human to start it and i like how you have the option of putting it into your hand or the battlefield if it if there's some reason you might want yeah. it in your hand yeah maybe some kind of cast trigger or something like that sure it's up to you yeah it doesn't hurt to have that choice uh also i do like that it it it's a it's a commander that yes we can cast it for six with for the mutate but other but also it's just a, it's a five mana six six flying trample that has this that's ability. pretty good that's yeah. that's great that's yeah. great like that's uh, the threshold you won't get right the mutate too, ability right? if you just cast it as a, no for five for right but um it can be out there and if you have other mutate things then and yeah. th- that's where the parasiticness comes in right that's where it's like okay yes yeah, so Luna's great but we, now we want more mutate stuff. Right, because now we, we want it to mutate more. <laughs> now I want to yeah. be able to. Ooh, what if she's out there, and I gotta get, I gotta get some more mutates going. And then yeah, it this starts is the problem. Because one of those non-land permanents is going to be a boring mutate. But I mean, I guess that's the reason why you would want it in your hand, because then you can mutate it. Yeah. Right, that's more of the the standard applications. If you have tons of mutate, Aluna's great for it. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I do like her as a. Uh, I mean, I'm just assuming it's a her. I don't know. I, I like Aluna uh, as a creature, and um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I like it as a command. I don't know. Now that I, I, I'm, I've almost talked myself out of it now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, how many times am I actually going to get to get this mutate trigger? On like, if I'm not putting in a ton of mutate stuff, once or twice a game. I don't know. Anyways, okay. Um, it, it, it's. I think we're going to find with these guys that that's the thing that matters hopefully like is that it's going to be like how much mutate do i have in this deck right and if the if the answer is like you need to have 10 other mutate creatures i don't know i'm not that interested in that you know no okay let's see what's next uh oh another human canan canon bonder prodigy blue green for a legendary human druid a 2-2 whenever you tap a non-land permanent for mana add one mana of any type that that permanent produced so non-land permanent, so like you, your, your mana, mana rocks, rocks and so on. Elves. Right. Uh, and then you can pay five green-blue, seven total. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may put a non-human creature card from among them onto the battlefield, put the rest onto the bottom of your library in a random order. 
Ah, uh, mm. those are tricky. Yeah. I mean, the that ramp is, is an good. instant speed ability. Yeah. I yep. guess the ramp helps us cast that, use that ability. That ability is instant speed. I always hate when you're asked to pay seven to maybe get a four drop. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I suppose it's the choice. You're looking at a bunch of, you're looking at five cards. That's not bad. Um, we're going to be tempted to load our deck full of big, expensive cards. Mm -hmm. But if we've got extra ramp, we should be able to cast them. And Kanan comes out very cheaply. So, like, we should have access to that. So, I think. All that works together. I think this will be a fine commander. I think it will be too. I think you're going to see some. You, you, this is the kind of commander that I look at and I go seven mana. I'm like, well then, like I got to stack this thing with like seven, eight, nine drops, you know, like to get like yeah. sort of value from it. Um, that's the that's what goes on in my head. And then I see someone playing a Canaan deck, and they're like, just they're just like making so much mana and they're like they're activating this ability like three times a turn and they're just crushing sure. the board and i'm just like oh huh, i guess that's better than i thought you know like that's yeah, that's inevitably what's ha what happens with these types of commanders for me we're in the world now like we theros gave us that our creature that taps for triple where all your stuff taps for triple that's so right. like, things yeah. like this are like possibilities now yeah that's true yeah yeah i i, I mean how good is it just without the the seven mana, you know, get a creature thing? I mean, right? It's fine. Like that exactly, right? Like that's just kind of it's it's one of those classic things where like this bonus ability that's overcosted doesn't make the creature worse. <laughs> no, like no. a two mana two two that that pumps your your mana rocks is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I like it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, right. Next up is the Abzan mythical sort of legendary lore-based creature. This is Nethroi, Apex of Death. Two white, black, green. Cat, Nightmare Beast. The cat is the white part. It uh, starts as a 5-5 five, five for 5 with Death Touch and Life Link. But we all know that they have mutates. And this one mutates for 7. 7, yeah, a lot. 4, black, black, and then a hybrid green, white. Uh, and whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Ooh, mm. that is... So it's abs and colors. Very easy to fill up the graveyard with black and green. Um, and there are a lot of low power, high impact creature cards in those colors. Mm. So we can dump like... You could probably get power 10 or less. You could probably dump out yeah. 30 CMC or more very easily <laughs> yeah. by mutating that once. All you need is one non-human creature to mutate on top of. I think Nethroi is fine. This is a fine. I don't need any more mutate for this to be. Incredible. I agree. <laughs> I was going to say fine. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. And I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Seven mana is pretty good cost to pay for this honestly uh for this ability Very fair. i don't need i can run this as a commander uh, probably not it's probably better in the 99 i'd rather i think i'd rather have this just pop up when it when it you know when you need it um but maybe it's a fine <laughs> it's a fine commander it's just have to pay seven nine eleven for it uh but even doing this once like if you think yeah. about it if you're if you could include a spell as your commander that's just seven mana bring ten power uh you know from your graveyard back uh to the to the battlefield like that's a pretty good spell like I, that would be great but you also turn whatever it is you have there into a at least a five five death touch lifelinker like uh yeah yeah i think i'll do it this is I great i think i will i think i will 
Yeah. All right, Nethroy, come in, come in. Got you got me back. I'm back in on the mutate command. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like that one a lot. Um, also, like, it's a cat nightmare beast, but it looks more like, I don't know, what do you think? Like sheep, a, ram? A reindeer? Yeah, more of very little cat in that cat nightmare yeah. beast. Um, oh, yeah, next is Riel, the Everwise, another human. One blue, red, legendary human wizard in 03. Riel gets plus one plus oh for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. And whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. Hmm. So she gets you an extra draw off of like a cycle, for example. Cycling for two, yes. Yeah, so you cycle, you discard, and then you draw two cards. Uh, and again, like any, but it's any discard. It's not just cycling, obviously. Right. Uh, obviously, is this the most is obvious. yeah. This just because that's I think what she's built to work with in this set. But for commander, I mean, we're talking we're talking the wheel colors here, you know. Right. So if the wheels say so for the it only works when you discard for the first time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Each turn, but a wheel says discard like your whole hand. So it, does that count as one yeah. batch discard Whenever of you six? discard one or more cards for the first time, draw that many cards. So if you if you have something that's like, yeah, discard your hand, that's discard six, that means you draw six, right? I think so. You're not like discard one, discard two, discard no. three. Oh, no, that's discard right. Four. Yeah, that's no, one batch of six. Yeah. So that seems pretty powerful. That's yeah, gonna get you like through it. your deck pretty quick in those yeah. types of decks, too. Arjun's best right hand oh my god it's just lieutenant nonsense with our arjun yeah um so yeah well, i think this is just a overkill like in those types of decks and i don't know does this does this uh like inspire you to build anything other than like <laughs> wheels no I, it's hard because like, obviously the reason you want the wheels is because you want a graveyard full of instants and sorceries so that real yeah. can smack for a ton um yeah, that's yeah, true. I mean, yeah. maybe I mean, maybe you can ignore that first part and just I don't know. This is a tough. This is a tough one. Yeah, M- maybe there's something here where it's the instants and sorceries work with uh, working with discards again, not just wheels. Like maybe we include a few wheels, but maybe there's some other fun stuff we can do. I don't know. That's tough. It's interesting to look at. It's just like, yeah, is she gonna usurp? Like, is this just gonna be Niv Mizzet? You know what I mean? It's just, just going to be Arjun's deck. Doubt like, it. Right? Oh, yeah. you mean as the 99? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that just, is, just, is it just the same deck? Like, that's kind of boring if so. Oh, yeah. yeah. She goes in those decks at the very least. Okay. So, I mean, good creature. Cool creature. No question. Yeah. Maybe just not the Always happy to have more legendaries. Yeah. Uh, next up, another lore-based dinosaur cat nightmare. It's the Mardu one. Snap decks. My brain always wants to read spandex when I see that word <laughs> really fast. Uh, Apex of the Hunt, one, red, white, black. Dinosaur Cat Nightmare, three, five, with double strike. Mutates for a total of five CMC, two white, white, and then a hybrid Rakdos. So whenever this creature mutates, it deals four damage to target creature, planeswalker, and opponent controls, and you gain four life. Mm. I mean, it, it's it is like so. So the potential of double strike, yeah, means you can have something that's big and bad on the board, 
Mardu decks probably attack. That's what a lot of Mardu decks want to do. So you can now all of a sudden give it a little bit of a surprise double strike while dealing four damage somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. if this is in your command zone, it's not a surprise. Right. But it is something to, I mean, it's very good at what it does, but I don't know if that's better than the other options we have. Yeah, yeah. Double strike's obviously quite good, and then hitting something for four. I mean, that, that, that could be enough to get there, I guess. You know, like five mana more of a more of a 99 thing like in a deck that's trying to do a bunch of double strike stuff maybe i don't know yeah um this looks more like a cat at least than nethroy very much so way more uh ultimately though not super exciting for commander anyways uh next we have vadrock apex of thunder this is the jeskai one so let's see uh, elemental dinosaur cat, so blue, and it just costs blue, red, white. It's three mana. Hmm. Uh, it mutates for four, so one, two red, and a hybrid Azorius. Uh, it's a three, three, and it has flying and first strike. And it says whenever this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card. Yeah, you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. Ha, huh. okay, so it's three mana to start, four mana to get that ability. So for four mana, you're going to get around a three CMC like flashback from your graveyard and yeah. a three three first strike with flying or or maybe even bigger if you have something else. Um I just don't think it's I, the impact is fairly small. Um feels like it'll be pretty cool and constructed. <laughs> Feels like it'll be really good and constructed, but uh, Commander, yeah, the, I don't know. The best case scenario I'm imagining on this is like, what if you like, if you like mutate it onto something like a young pyromancer so that while you cast that spell, now you get a little token along with it. Uh, I would want to be in some sort of spell slinging deck that has extra benefit from casting spells uh which is what jeskai is very good at doing as a, as a commander it's not awful right like no. four mana to start for a three three first strike that when it essentially enters the battlefield you'll have to have something to mutate on on it yeah. onto obviously but every time you do that you get to like again like flashback something for free that's cheap but you know there's some good three mana cmc spells out there Huh. Yeah. It's non-creature, too, so it could be an enchantment. It could be an artifact. That's like true. It doesn't have to be an instance or sorcery. So, I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I This is the kind of card that I always am I'm like underwhelmed when I first see it, and then I... Uh, like it's, and it's then I'm whelmed. And then I'm whelmed, because because there's actually more <laughs> possibilities than you think. It's not, it, it's not it's nothing broken, but you're like, oh, actually, you know what? This is fine. So, actually, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to maybe exploring the brew with uh, Vadrock. Yeah, okay, okay. Hashtag explore the brew. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, next up, Winota, joiner of forces. Boros Commander. This is two red, white, legendary human warrior, 4-4. Four, four. Whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. That's quite a few. You may put a human creature card from among them Onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Thank you for that. Put the rest of the cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. So, 
like like giving it indestructible is like what makes it viable it sucks when you like slap a creature out that's attacking him is like well it's just dead yeah. so it doesn't matter at least it's going to survive combat uh but it's asking you to split your deck yeah. between human creatures and non-human creatures that's annoying man that's so annoying it's like it's she's a human whenever non-humans attack i get to get free humans it's like well, well what am i doing here you know well what about what do we know about we know that a lot of tokens are not humans are there a lot of human cards that this make is, non-human tokens exactly what i was just about to say i was just about to say the exception here that i thought of right away is yeah like let's find some i think there are quite a fair amount of humans especially in these colors that are going to make some like either soldiers or, you know, cats or something like that, I'm sure. Although right. I guess those, are, those probably cats are making cats. But there's definitely a bunch of humans out there that are making spirits and stuff like that, right? Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's interesting. I'm, I'm interested in that deck. So here we are taking advantage of the old way that just soldier tokens were not human. <laughs> yeah, this, you can do both things. So now correct me if I'm wrong. This is per... You get this ability per non-human that attacks that's right so it's you not could... just like you attack with five soldiers five you know spirits and we get to do this once if i attack no. with five spirits i can do this five times yes that's that's great i mean th that's card advantage in boros like you could yeah. you could just dump out a ton of creatures yeah i like this a bunch i think they're okay I, like I mean, it's is that the only way to do the stack? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> you know that's I mean? the most fun way for yeah. sure. Yeah. What other way is to do it? I, I don't really know. Maybe there's some non six non creatures that make humans. <laughs> Maybe you just flip that's... it. I don't know. But I, uh, you know, there's there's a deck here, and I think it's kind of good. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next, uh, we have oh, so is is this like? It's the only art I could find. Yeah, it's the only art I could find too. At least on Scryfall. Maybe there's some art otherwise. Did you look anywhere else? No, not outside of Scryfall. Yeah. Okay, there well, is we're, using, we're using Scryfall here, and this is the only art they have for it. It's the Godzilla King of the Monsters art, but it's the card is actually Zilortha, uh, Strength Incarnate. I think and, this is the bio box. Yeah, and maybe it's weird that, anyways. Uh, maybe they've only released this one art for it because I think usually Scryfall would be on. Scryfall's actually they they don't show any of the other Godzilla art for any of the other things. Anyways, uh, it's a three. It's three uh, red and a green for a legendary dinosaur. It's seven three as trample, and it says lethal damage dealt to creatures you control is determined by their power rather than their toughness. So this is just a fancy way of saying uh, this is basically the old um, you know. The power dealt is dealt uh, according to your toughness, right? Like that's the old way of doing it. Well, now right. it's well with uh, Zalortha or Godzilla, it's switched. So now our the butt of this creature is as big as their power. So their toughness is equal, is basically it, ta it takes seven uh, power to kill Zalortha because it's a seven three. Yeah, I like it. I think it's great. I think this is perfect. This is exactly like this is a new thing. I mean, but it's not it's not so new that we don't recognize what it's doing. I think there's like there's definitely a deck here there's a bunch of creatures i thought of right away being like oh i love this creature but it's all it's like a four two and it sucks you know like right. it's like a five one uh um, yeah. but now it's not not anymore it's not you found a home for so many useless red cards in this deck 
Like so it's many true. bad red creatures are now. Oh man, all those good. ball lightnings yeah. that are like six one type of things. You're right. I mean, you have to sacrifice those guys, but like similar, but but you're not wrong. Like that's that type of creature for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, would this have been a cooler Naya card? I don't actually. Uh, maybe not. Maybe <clears throat> maybe maybe Jund would have been a good Jund card. Uh, but yeah. I'm not. I'm actually. But I'm not complaining though. I, I like it. All. I think it's cool. I think it's cool design. Um, I w- I can't wait to see what it actually looks like when it's not being when it's not dressed up as Godzilla. But yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, so that takes us that takes care of all the like regular legendaries. Uh, but there's another ten we alluded to that are the companion types. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we said, each guild has a companion, and there is a deck building requirement to allow you to have them in the companion role. Uh, you're always allowed to put them in the deck as the 99, as long as they're in your color identity. They're allowed to be your commanders as well. They, you don't have to follow the, the deck building restrictions in that case. Uh, it's just for that extra companion slot. And the controversy, the controversy of them comes that it lets you cast them from outside the game. That's the text on it. But commander officially doesn't recognize an outside of the game. Because we can't use wish cards. There's no such thing as wish boards. That's a house rule if you've ever used with wish boards or things like that. So the controversy in my mind is where are these cards coming from then? I, I believe that uh, the rules have changed. Have they? Ooh, let me add them. Um, I do believe that... Uh, man, I should have... Look this up first, but I, I, all the like the scuttlebutt I saw around the internet was that uh, everyone was anticipating a rules change, where maybe they they had have, they had actually announced it at this point. So um, there was just gonna, and, and I think it was again from what I saw at the time, people were anticipating that it was going to be simply to allow companion, like it wasn't going to open up the sideboard for any other cards. It was just going to be basically an, ex- an exception to the existing rule for uh for companion and for commander now i actually um i i don't know if they actually went through with that uh i so basically like there still is like like from what i can see like it's there's still no sideboard yes yeah there's still no sideboard the companion is basically just a hundred and first card that's allowed so so like i said there is an exception that's essentially made to the rule here so now outside the game simply counts for this one card as being your companion that you've that you've uh, built with. But where is it coming from? What do you mean? That's what's bothering me. Where does it live? So yeah, what zone does it is, live in? So yeah, there is a uh, it's it's in the rules like article on uh, on okay. the mothership there. Is it um, comprehensive rules changes? No, Icoria Lair of Behemoth's mechanics from Matt T- uh, Tabak on uh, April second. Oh. It looks like that's what I just saw a Reddit article that pointed to it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it is. Yep. There it is. Okay, yeah. So they, he does mention specifically Commander and talks about the rule there. Rule change there. Okay. Uh, so, not to get in too bogged down by the rule stuff here and whether or not we agree with it or like it or whatever. Let's start talking about these cards and how they're actually going to play in and slash, I guess, out of our decks uh in commander so let's start with the first one here sean uh you take this okay one. i'm happy to uh the first one is the demir this is gyruda doom of depths four 
Demir Demir. So 6 CMC, 4 plus 2 black or blue. Uh, the deck building rule to make this your companion is that your deck only has even CMC cards in it. So your signets are good, 4 drops, 2 drops, 0 drops are lands, that's fine too, uh, but no odd numbered cards. Uh, when Gairuda enters the battlefield, each player puts the top 4 cards of their library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with an even CMC from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. So you got one, Gairuda comes with a buddy. Uh, that does not seem powerful enough to warrant it being a companion to restrict your deck building to only even cards. Yeah, interesting, right? So like it, it and it doesn't even guarantee. Like you got to hit, you got to hit a creature. You can't have a graveyard full first because it says no. Put a creature card with the CMC from among those cards. But it's probably neat in the ninety nine. It's probably neat just to cast as a commander. It's a fun effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I guess you can kind of take a look at your deck and it's like, oh well. Maybe I don't have to make that many changes to make this, uh, to make it your companion. Maybe. And, and of course, like we always say, you know, restrictions breed creativity. So having this as your companion might be that restriction that helps you uh, sort of build around it and have a fun time with the deck. I don't know. I, I, I'm willing to at least try brewing decks with companions um, uh, just to see kind of how, how good it is. So. Gairuda seems like a decent one, but yeah, you're right. That's a heavy deck building cost. I have I have a feeling that they all will be. Uh, next we have Gigantha, the Wellspring, four and a single Gruel hybrid. So that one, that's I think that's unique. I think it's the only one with a with only one hybrid mana in its in its CMC. But there's a reason for that. Uh, it's a legendary elemental elk. It's a five five. Uh, its deck building restriction is no card in your starting deck has more than one of the same mana symbol in its mana cost. So you can't have double of the same mana cost. It all has to just be one. So like to me, that's, again, a challenge, but not an insurmountable challenge. It seems interesting, especially when you look at its ability. Gigantha also says tap, add, Wooberg. This mana can't be spent to pay generic mana cost. So... You just add a white, blue, black, red, green, and that can take care of your colored uh, mana costs in a couple of different spells, probably. This one this seems like it might this, be worth it. This does mean that you have to be a five-color deck because the yep. color identity of Gigantha is five colors. So I guess Gruul doesn't have one strictly. There's yeah, no strictly true. Gruul yeah. companion. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit of a bummer, actually. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even really think of that. Yeah, but it, yeah, you have to have a five-color... Uh, deck for this one, but like I don't know, kind of cool actually. I think it's not bad. I mean, if we're five color, of course we've got different mana cost. That's going to be very easy. Yeah, and if although the, the the mana rocks are where you're going to have a hard time because if you're lots of colors, you're going to need lots of fixing. But you only get one signet because that's two. Like you can't have anything else that just costs two generic. No, wait, what? Or did I misunderstand it? You can't. So, so, no, card in your starting like, deck can have more than one of the same mana symbol in its mana cost. Oh, so you can't have green, green. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you can have green, red. That's yes, funny. exactly. And you can have two oh, generic. Thought, yes. But but now correct me if I'm wrong. Does this mean you can't say run an astral cornucopia which has XX as its mana cost? I assume that's two of the illegal. same mana symbol in its yeah. mana cost, right? I don't think you yeah. can run that. That's interesting. Um. So yeah, okay. I don't know. This this one this one is interesting to me, and I would like to try it, try this one out and see how yeah. 
Um, uh, the Selesnia one is Kahira, the orphan guard. Kahira guards the orphans. Uh, <laughs> one, it says three total. Uh, one Selesnia, Selesnia. Uh, three, two with vigilance. The deck building restrictions are that each creature card in your starting deck is a cat, an elemental, a nightmare, a dinosaur, or a beast card. These are the five types of those mm -hmm. legendary lore creatures we were talking about earlier with mutates. So they all have to be, all your cards have to be one of those. Uh, and if you do, this gets to live, we don't know where it is. It's not in, <laughs> it's somewhere that Commander doesn't apparently recognize, but that's okay. Uh, but it, each Very passive you, aggressive every time you talk about that. It's just, it's just, I, I, I you know, while you were reading another card, I did read what Matt Tabak said about it, and it is very unsatisfying. It does not help anything. It's just like, yeah, I know it's weird in Commander, but it's okay here. It's just like, good. <laughs> you, you can't just say it's okay. It's weird. Uh, that they, I, I will say it again, and I, again, I don't want to get bogged down by it too much. I don't want to talk about it too much, but like, okay. it's weird that they didn't just put it in the command zone and say that it doesn't return there ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why couldn't it just be that? That's weird. Anyways. So here's here's what it does. Yeah. It's got 3-2 vigilance, and each other creature you control that's one of those five types gets plus one, plus one, and has vigilance. Mm. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I'm not going to make a Selesnia Nightmare deck. That's for sure. No. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. So you're maybe looking at beasts or cats, a couple of random dinosaurs, and for what? To get, like, a little... No. Can't do it. Yeah. I'm. You know, I'm into it as a companion if I'm running the, like, five-color, all-legendary mutate. Like, I got Nethroy. I got Snapdax. I got, you know... Sure. Vadrock and Brockos. If I if I'm running like the five color those guys deck, absolutely you're putting in Kahira the Orphan Guard as your well, probably as your companion if you can if you can make it work. Uh, but let's not lose sight sight of the fact that these cards can also just be commanders, right? Like they can just be two color commanders. Yeah. Um, which but I kind of restricted to a cat deck or a yes. Deck. I agree, and I agree that this one that in that regard also isn't great so this one's pretty narrow we're not super impressed with it uh next is Lurus of the dream den uh this is one of my favorite like piece of art from the set i think it looks because of the little nightmare kitty yeah the little nightmare kitty and the cool mama kitty uh one and it's the orzov one so two hybrid orzov mana three three total for a three two legendary cat nightmare the the deck bu building restriction is each permanent card in your starting deck has converted mana cost two or less. Uh, not great. Lifelink, and it says during each of your turns, you may cast one permanent spell with CMC two or less from your graveyard. I mean, that's a nice bonus, but I don't know if I want to just run literally two drop tribal. <laughs> like only two <laughs> drops. Or That's less. Tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Are, is there is there any combos in there? Like that's what we would be looking for. Yeah, and but like here's the thing. Like, what am I getting out of it now? Like, I'm getting a, I'm getting this like, I'm getting a three mana three two with lifelink that lets me, you know, cast an extra spell from the graveyard. Like, that's, it's good, but it's not like it's not incredible. Yeah, yeah. and as a commander, I also. I think um, again, not running it as your companion. Commander's uh, not bad. Commander, it's not bad. Yeah, commander, it's a it's a neat little like you could probably do a pretty mean, um, you know, really low to the ground kind of maybe sacking like 
uh, sort of aristocrat style deck with this. It'd be probably yeah. pretty good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this banned one. This is the one that was banned before anyone yeah. ever got to play it with. Yeah. Uh, Lutri the Spell Chaser. One is it, is it? So three CMC total, red and blue. Uh, three two. The companion is the the companion deck restriction is what commander is. Uh, every <laughs> card has to have a different name. It's you have to be playing singleton, which is what we do. Uh, it has flash, and when Lutri enters the battlefield, if you cast it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. The reason it was banned is because it's a copy effect that does that requires nothing. Uh, I think it, it's just, it, just you've been, I think you might have even gone one extra step on that, and I think it's just because it requires nothing. That's what I mean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter that it copies. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's, it, there's literally no cost. There's yeah. always a cost of your deck because it takes up a card slot. It, That's why we love right. lands with effects because they it's a looser card slot. I'm happy to give up a forest for a land that does something cool, but I'm giving up an actual effect of another creature or another spell if I'm putting in a different spell. But Lutri, because of how Companion works, because of this vague <laughs> extra space that Here these companions the are somehow allowed. <laughs> because Commander, you're, there's no outside the game in Commander. I agree. That's yes. not a thing. Anyway, you're right. You're right. So, but for the for but but Lutri will never know it. Uh, yeah. And, and, and because it's, it's really a free painful. spell. You we there's no every every single deck that has blue and red in it would just you could run this for free you could just have this even if it had nothing to do with anything you were, your deck was doing sure you could just include lutri and it would at zero cost so that's why because it's a it's even if you have no instance of sorceries it's a flash creature yeah, exactly right? like it, there's it, no yeah. downside literally so that's why they had to ban it i don't know why they can't let it be the commander that seems fair to me uh but that's and we're creating two banned lists, and we know they don't want to do that. So let's move on. No, no reason to talk about Lutri really Kay. anymore. It's, uh, yep. it's banned. Uh, next, we have Obosh, the Prey Piercer. Uh, three uh, and two Rakdos. So five in uh, five in total. Three uh, hybrid Rakdos, hybrid Rakdos. For three, five, legendary Helion Horror. Cool. Uh, its companion uh, thing is your starting deck contains only cards with odd CMC uh mana costs and land cards <laughs> so they had to they didn't have to make that um uh you know thing before they didn't make that rule in the other one because lands do have an even one anyways it also says if a source you control with an odd converted mana cost would deal damage to a permanent or player it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead um i think uh i think this is obviously like a pretty decent just like 99 card in these in those types of decks that we all know that just want to do a bunch of damage because just that effect is you just want that effect maybe even a pretty decent commander you know maybe you uh, try and go a little more skewed towards the um the odd cmc stuff if it's your commander as far as companion goes this is one where i'm like how many good how many good cards in a deck that's like this am i omitting because i want obosh as my as my companion, right? Like, I know. Ooh, I think it's. I think it might be a little bit too high of a cost. I have to look so into it. So much of but. the, so much of the, the black and red draw are two mana spells. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you yeah. don't get any of them. And there's some other, some other good stuff I think you want in for those decks. Like we've put together together a few of these decks over the years, and like, I seem to remember like there's a lot of good stuff at four. Like Furnace of Wrath, I think is four, and like that's yep. like a damage doubler. I think Dictate yep. of is Dictate of the Twin Gods. Dictate's five. It's five. Okay, that's a good one then. 
Yeah, okay. So I like I, I would have to look at obviously the types of cards that would go in a deck like this, but at first blush it seems like that might be a bit too high of a cost. Yeah. Anyways. We got the Golgari next. Uh Umori the Collector. Two Golgari Golgari, so four CMC total. It's an ooze. Most ooze looking ooze I think I've ever seen in Yeah, it's very, very ooze like, looking. Yeah. Uh four or five, very big. Uh and the deck building restriction is that each non-land card in your starting deck shares a card type. Card types are artifacts, creatures, uh, incense, sorceries, what are you Artifacts, yeah. enchantments, and like a couple of weird like tribal Planeswalker, type of stuff. Planeswalkers, yeah. So, Planeswalkers. So you kind of have to go creatures or artifacts. Yeah, Probably. which is weird. <laughs> so creatures, right? If you're all yeah. yeah, like to not get to do any instance, like why am I in green and black if I can't ramp the, that way or yeah. like have the best kill spells? But um, let's consider Umari then as a regular card. Uh, a four five for four is great. Uh, as it enters the battlefield, choose a card type. Spells you cast of the chosen type cost one less to cast. I'm fine with that. Just getting a cheap deal on my creatures. Yeah, I, I think so. I think definitely this is one where I would want to run this as uh, a 99. Yeah. Four mana, four or five. That, that also lessens the cost of the type, like, creatures, again, like you said. Um, it's weird because, like, Golgari, like, you're not really thinking of an artifact deck, but this is really good for an artifact deck. But yeah. you're probably not running Golgari colors in an artifact deck. Uh, I mean, black, obviously, but not running green, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is like, I, I don't think I'm doing this as a companion. Definitely not. Right? That's but too much, man. Like, well, maybe, I, gotta, I might, I'm happy to have this show up in a deck, though. In a I'm running like deck. 62 creatures. <laughs> what does that deck look like? I don't know. Right? I mean, there's a lot of mana ramp that are in creature form. Um, but I don't think there's enough, like, like is this draw one, or removal. I saw Jason Alt tweet. Like, has anyone ever run a literally all artifacts deck, and how does it win? He must have been talking about putting together an Umari deck. Yeah. Must have. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, I, I, I can't help but be excited by this card and think that it's good, but also very skeptical if I would ever want to run it as, as, as a companion. Even as a commander. I, there's something about running commanders where it's like their whole thing is they just do ramp. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just isn't like exciting to me. Like it's a very, it's probably very good and very effective, but like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, eh. I also don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not exciting. I, I'm not that interested in it. But the, this card's good, I think. I think it's a five ninety nine and probably a decent enough commander. Okay. Uh, next we have Yorion. Your Yorion. 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 I don't know. Yorion, Sky Nomad, three uh, Azorius, Azorius, five total for a four five. Bird Serpent. Very cool. <laughs> uh, the companion thing here is your starting deck contains at least 20 cards more than the minimum deck size. So how does this work for Commander? Because in Commander, we have a maximum deck size. I don't think this is legal. Oh, that sucks. But maybe someone can say, but you're allowed. And so then we, I don't know, like, <laughs> if we don't care about the rules anymore for companions, <laughs> why not just make a 120 card deck? Yeah, I, um, hang on, I'm going to look this up. Okay, I'll so, read what it does so, while you do that. Yeah. Uh, so you get a 4-5 flying creature for your 5 mana. 
Uh, and when Yorion enters the battlefield, exile any number of other non-land permanents you own and control. Return those cards to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. So it's that slow blink, that slow flicker. Uh, but you get to do all of your stuff that you choose when it enters. As a commander, that's very powerful. You could just jam all sorts of ETB stuff and just double down when you get to cast your commander. That sounds very powerful. So looking, just looking it up, uh, we're right. This can never be a com companion. It's just the rules just simply don't work that way. The rules just simply say that companion cannot exist, <laughs> which is why Yorian. <laughs> no, can no, never there's be a, a special exception. Yorian uh, <sighs> can never be your companion. However, like you said, yes, uh, commander, and obviously in the ninety-nine, it's fine. I think you're right. I think this is actually this can be a pretty powerful uh, commander. Uh, just being able, to, being able. People who run Brago decks know what blinking permanence is like, and obviously it's very right. good. Um, and, you know, maybe this isn't quite as good as Brago, but it's it does have the upside of the, you don't have to actually connect to do it, right? Like, Brago needs to get through yeah, and then sort of goes wild. Whereas, like, if all you need to do is do it once, which I think sometimes happens in those types of decks, I mean, Orion is, is arguably better in that case. You just cast them and it happens, right? It's not yeah. it's not instant. It's not that blink. It's more of that like flicker where it comes back at the end step. So that's something. But uh, but I think it's pretty cool. Pretty good. Wait a second. What? Right. So Urian, what's when Urian enters? Not when Urian casts. You exile all the other non-land permanents. But once we've got something like Spark Double going around, where we're allowed to get a second Urian, and so now on your end step oh, they wow. each come in and they make all the other ones go so you could just every end step your whole team just keeps bouncing back and forth of course you got nothing on the board in between there but <laughs> well that's not true what if you well, have a bunch could. of stuff that exactly what if you had a bunch of stuff that like makes tokens or something and we don't <laughs> well, touch yeah. the tokens the tokens can stay you just your whole board just every, every turn it does that yeah wow <laughs> spark double and your eye and looking real good looking very spicy <laughs> i like it yeah. uh okay cool uh and lastly last one. yeah zirda the dawn walker cute little elemental fox uh this is the boros one three cmc one boros boros uh three three the companion restriction is each permanent in your deck has to have an activated ability so activated abilities and then the, the what Zerda gives you is abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana cost to less than one mana. And it has one tap. Target creature can't block this turn. So that's equip costs. Yep. Equipment is allowed. Any artifact taps with an activated ability. Uh, you need to have creatures that have activated abilities. But when Zerda pops out, you can get them all for pretty cheap. Very cheap. Zerda is the one that caught my eye the most, I would say, of all of these uh, creatures, actually. I think that, um, well, obviously, 3-mana three 3-3 three, three is very reasonable cost. So if we're talking about commanders, like you can get this out when you need it uh, to be able to lessen those um, those activated abilities. I think the target creature can't block this turn thing is like just basically flavor text. But uh, it's not terrible, though. It's fine. Um, so it can be, I like it as a commander. I like it as a 99 in any kind of deck that wants to, to do this type of thing. Again, we're talking Boros here, so it's probably 
like equip costs come to mind first. But I think there's still a lot of space here to include this in a good Jeskai deck that has some cool activated abilities and so on. Also, though... you don't have to... Like, it's permanence. Like, you're allowed to have instants and sorceries. Absolutely. And I think... That's why I think that this is probably the most realistic companion creature for Commander. I think, like you said, because it's only permanence and we can have instants and sorceries and stuff, I think that it's probably more doable than... Any of the other ones, um, it has it has probably the lowest sort of uh, uh, deck building cost. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think so. As being your companion, the other one, the, the only other ones I think of are like the even and odd ones. It's like, well, we could do that, but I think the cost is just higher. So Zerda is kind of, I think, all around. <laughs> what's going on with the world? We're the most excited about a Boros commander. What's happening? Yeah. Here? But I think it's really good, and I like the way that they've kind of stepped up this ability for for this guild that needs help and you know zerd is here to help yeah pretty cool pretty exciting neat so that wraps up the companions uh next up we're going to move on to like different color cards just regular old cards non-legendaries uh unless they're in a legendary enchantment or artifact or something uh and we're just going to highlight the ones that we think are especially neat for the world of commander um and we may miss a few ones that you know that go in like one deck so perfectly um because every card goes in a deck perfectly so like we might miss one or two of those we're gonna try to talk a little bit more generally a little bit ones we are more excited about yeah we're mostly talking about in as from a general commander perspective you know something that can go in a couple of different decks at least and and have and have a bit of an impact so let's start with lands what new lands did we get uh first lands that we're going to talk about are the new Trilands. Uh, they are very interesting. So not only are they Trilands, they are like basic land, different basic land types, which is the right. first time that's ever happened. And not only are they that, they also have cycling on them. <laughs> These lands yeah. are incredible. So uh, just to for the example, we have the Jeskai one, Rogren Triome. They're all Triomes. They're all the different Triomes. Uh, so this is a land, island, mountain, plain. So anything that you know lets you fetch an island card or a plains or whatever it is can get this. Uh, it enters the battlefield tapped, and it has cycling for three generic. Um, yeah. These are rares. So Don't I would, love that from a budget yeah, point of view. Yeah, I know. I, I, I wouldn't anticipate these are going to be, yeah, these are going to be real cheap. But what do we think? I mean, I think I... I don't know. They look great. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, everything you want in the like lands, multicolor lands that have land types are just upside. The mm-hmm. fact that it cycles is a strict upgrade to the regular tri lens that we've always had. Uh, yeah, great. Is the fact that it comes into the battlefield tapped enough to sort of keep it out of um, standard or modern or things like that, or even just the more competitive commander players? I don't know. Kind of I mean, thing. I can't that, speak that's to my only hope. modern. That's my only hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we don't know, right? I mean, I, I, I feel like even the decks in standard, like, nah, they'll probably run it. <laughs> they will become commander staples. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Great. let's hope that they stay under a dollar forever. Well, they're starting at ten, so let's see how that goes. Well, you know what? A guy can dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
The, there's another rare land that they, I think is interesting called Bonder's Enclave. Uh, it taps for colorless, but it has an activated ability, three tap, draw a card. Activate this ability only if you control a creature with power four or greater. Uh, I'm always on the lookout for ways to boost card draw in a Boros type of deck, right? Uh, mm. I'm, I'm, I've got my eye on cards, lands that let you draw cards. You have to have a creature with power four or greater, but in the decks that have a hard time drawing, they usually don't have a hard time having a big creature. So I think this will be a nice include for those type of decks. Yeah, I like it. I, it feels like this should be a forest of some kind, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever, though. I, I, I think it's great. Give it to the decks that need it. Perfect. Uh, okay, so let's keep going, uh, not with lands, but let's keep going with colorless cards. Um, starting here with Sleeper Dart. Uh, it's a two-mana artifact. It's common. When it enters the battlefield, you draw a card, so, so it replaces itself. And you can tap, sacrifice it. Target creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Um, I think that this card, while seemingly fairly innocuous, uh, actually can have a major impact on games. First of all, I, I was going to say, I think it's a different card, but tapping creatures is very underrated in Commander. Uh, it's a form of removal that, like, isn't always relevant, yes, but also when it is, it's majorly relevant because it takes care of creatures that killing and stuff like that just doesn't. Uh, so I think I like that a lot. And then just, like, preventing things from untapping. And if you have an artifact deck where can bring this thing back again and again, A, not only can you be drawing cards off of it, so it's nice that it cantrips like that, but this ability is not bad. So I like I like both sides of this card, and I like it for... A lot of different artifact decks, I think. I want to make sure we're being clear, though. This doesn't actually tap a creature. No, exactly. Just it does not. Yeah. So, so they have to be tapping on their own. So yeah. even uh, I, I'm interested in this card, even in a deck where you can't use it to keep a creature down because they're not tapping their creatures. Uh, it's still, there are decks that want artifacts that go to the graveyard. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this one effectively has cycling. Cycling is yep. two mana, discard it, draw a card, which is what this basically yeah, does. Yeah, true, yep. Uh, but there's a bonus effect that you can sometimes get. So I think artifact decks, artifacts entering, artifacts in the graveyard, swapping artifacts, will yep. want this card very much. It's very, it's very mobile, it does a lot. I agree, like I include the like red, what are they called, like... Um... The Dang, Welders? What? No, the um, Close, though. It's the ones that came before it from, like, Mirrodin, and then they made a new cycle of them in Scars of Mirrodin or, or Mirrodin Besieged. Anyways, the, oh, the Spell Bombs. So, like, they right. when you pay red and you can sack it to draw a card. Like, yeah. this is kind of, this. Is, I mean, and it deals, like, two damage or something. I mean, this is sure. almost as effective as that. It's, could be better in certain, certain situations and so yeah. on. So I think it's definitely uh, worth a look. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. Ooh, the Ozolith. This is a weirdo. Sandus uh, Ozolith, former San Jose Sharks player. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are my hockey playing fans at? You know what I mean? Sandus Ozolinch. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> uh, so Stannis, is it Stannis? Sandus. Sandus is a one mana legendary <laughs> artifact. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. And at the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has any counters on him, you're allowed to move all of those counters... You can't mix and match. You got to move all of them onto target creature. It's been your combat. Uh, this is in a set that introduces like trample mm. tokens and lifelink tokens, so that does get more interesting in that way. But the one token of Count an evergreen counters. ability counters, not tokens. Counters, counters, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
But the one kind of counter that we don't get is haste counters, which oh. I feel is going to be the most valuable one to move onto a creature at the beginning of combat. I didn't even think of that. So, I mean, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, but that does kind of suck. But in general, like... If you're a plus one, plus one counter deck, I think this is an auto-include because as yeah. your creatures are dying, someone just banks them. It's a little bit less flexible than a Forgotten Ancient, but it mm-hmm. but it is it comes down way cheaper and it's arguably harder to get rid of. Yeah, also leaves the battlefield. It doesn't have to die or right. anything like that. It's just leaves, so bouncing, blinking, anything like that is all going to make it count. So, so if you had a commander with haste and you had some plus one, plus one counters, this would be very dangerous i mean edgar markov comes to mind he puts a lot of plus one plus one counters on things (laughs) and they all come back yikes uh yeah yeah, the ozolith i think the really great thing about ozolith is very low cost here a single mana and and you got it out there and it's just gonna affect the board doesn't do anything obviously on its own but i think can have a major impact in those decks so yeah pretty pretty cool card uh legendary though it's legendary though don't make more than one of them yeah, that's, uh, we're that's going on to colors, starting with white. Andy, take us away. Man, I I'm just underwhelmed by the white cards in this set. Are you not like? Well, it's I'm all human, tribally, cyclically stuff. Everything's very bad, uh, except this card's very good. Uh, Luminous Brood Moth, two white, white. This is the Mothra. Like if you get the Godzilla cards, this is what Mothra is. Uh, yeah. But Luminous Brood Moth is two white, white for an insect. It's a three four with flying, and says whenever a creature you control without flying dies. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter on it. So, you know, what? <laughs> you right. just, everything, like, nothing dies. It just comes back with flying? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's brutal. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, just don't include flying creatures in your deck because they're going to get flying, you know, yeah. if you have this thing. Uh, yeah. No, I love this card, man. This goes in so many different decks, like... Anything with black is going to be great. Put this in every Orzov deck. Put this in Abzan decks. Put you know, yeah. I love it, man. Put this in, like even in just like big creatures decks. Like put this in a Naya deck and watch it just like all, someone board wipe and give everything flying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, this is crazy. This creature is yeah. incredible. I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. The only other white card on our list is what it's an instant. Uh, it's on here because it's a one CMC instant. It's called fight as one. Choose one or both target human creature. You control gets plus one plus one and gains indestructible target non-human creature. You control gets plus one plus one and gains indestructible until end of turn. Mm-hmm. So it's always, I always want to point out when we can have a one CMC card that can protect our commander from getting destroyed. Yep. Uh, that's uh, are you, your your commander is either human or non-human, so this is going to yeah. work on your commander. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. We always like to point these cards out because they are very good. They're very helpful. You know, you're running a bunch of board wipes. This is even good for you if you're going to board wipe, right? Yeah. Adding that yeah, one this extra gets two of yours. Yeah. Right. Uh, I love it. You can you can save two creatures. Um, yeah, so it's really great, and especially since I mean, this is like there's a free spell that gives all your creatures indestructible uh, in the new commander set. Like if you control your commander, well, this is one mana, and if you only had two creatures to begin with, it's the same spell. Yeah. If if you have a human or non-human, for example, so I love it. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for white. Honestly, white was pretty narrow in this set and didn't really show up. So that's quite disappointing, honestly. Sorry, white. 
but there's a, you know there's also a lot of multicolor stuff in this set. So the actual monocolored cards, there's less I think overall anyway. So eh, yeah, this is the only the this is the only stuff that's uh, stuck out to us. But let's move on to blue. Always some good stuff in blue. Uh, Ominous Seas is one in a blue for an enchantment. It says whenever you draw a card, put a foreshadow counter on Ominous Seas. Remove eight foreshadow counters from Ominous Seas. Create an eight-eight blue kraken creature token. So like. Pretty cool. You know, it's going to be uh, decent in a deck where you're going to be drawing a lot of cards, obviously. But also, this card just has cycling for two. So, you know, maybe this isn't even that exciting as a regular card, but you throw cycling on it, and all of a sudden, you know, it's viable. Uh, this is an uncommon also. Yeah, um, like, like I mean, it obviously sucks to draw this card late, but that's where cycling is perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, going to be going to be looking good i think in a few different decks i mean also stuff with like proliferating and all that kind of stuff like yeah whatever this it should be noted though that this is not a kraken that gets hexproof right this is just a regular 8-8 blue kraken a targetable hack kraken yeah. hacking uh wizards thanks for making this card uncommon this is a reconnaissance mission two blue blue for an enchantment whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player you may draw a card <laughs> wizards thanks Thanks. Uh, and it also has cycling too. It's an upgrade. It's a strict upgrade and a strict rarity downgrade, which is the best kind of downgrade. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Thassa's, what is it? Thassa's Bident? Thassa's Bident or and Coastal, Coastal Piracy. Piracy. Right, yeah. Uh, they print Those are getting pricey. That's true. I mean, they print Thassa's Bident so much, it might as well be an uncommon. But, um, uh, the one thing that, that also is better is that this is not an. Thassa's Bident is an artifact and an enchantment. Right. So it can be hit by things that only hit artifacts, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, love it. Strict upgrade. Very happy. Love it. Uh, next is Shark Typhoon. I love this card so much. It's just, you know, Sharknado. Uh, five and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. Amazing. Uh, put this in your instant sorcery spells or, or a deck and have a great time. Um, but also, this card has cycling for X, one, and a blue. X, one, and a blue. So if you put four X, six mana total, it says when you cycle Shark Typhoon, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying. So if you cycle this, for example, six, you get a four, four blue shark, plus you get to, to draw a card. Pretty good. Yeah. Even in that case, it's not bad. But I think you're going to want to hold on to this and cast it for its full cost and get this incredible deal out of it, which you're going you're gonna to get. It's going to be great. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Uh, very fun. They also threw cycling on uh, cancel with neutralize. Yes. One blue, blue, instant counter target spell, cycling two. So simple, so elegant so grateful that we have this Love it. <laughs> very very good how yeah. okay here's a question i have for you how much better does this make this card uh we're not running cancel in any of our decks we're well, running we're running okay, but, much better we're running we might we may well be running three mana cost counters so how like where does this in the pantheon of three mana counter spells i think it's up there it's one of the first ones i'm looking to because of that flexibility right like Agreed, it sucks yeah. Like, it sucks to hold up three mana 
and your opponents don't do anything you're like Ugh, i don't like i mean this doesn't really impact me this doesn't hurt me maybe you spent all your turn doing an activated ability and i need to get rolling this game is like kind of early i don't have time to sit on this counter spell and wait four turns for you to play your game winning move i need to get um, um hopefully i'll draw my other counter spell by the time i need it but i need to develop my board it's fantastic yeah agreed i think it's very strong yeah it's an uncommon so uh, I, I mean i don't see I don't, what's this what's the starting price on this can't be very high 42 right? cents love it make it go last please even yeah uh, but will. yeah this seems like it's going to be okay for commander yeah um next we have of one mind two in a blue for a sorcery this spell costs two less to cast if you control a human creature and a non-human creature so you need to control both and yep. then you can just draw two cards for a single blue sorcery that's very good i had a look i i, I just looked at some like what are some blue commanders that are humans right mm, okay. uh, just off the top of my head so you got Psy, always has thopters with him joira casting historic draws you cards casts joda archmage eternal surak dragon claws full of beasts yuriko's full of weird ninja types gisa and Jeralf are humans and you're full of zombies there there are so many decks with human commanders where this is just shot like just shy of one blue draw three cards it's one blue yeah, yeah, it's draw true. two cards there's you can't get a better rate in like fair commander cards you know what where i've sort of more appreciated cards like this where it's like there's a mana reduction and it's something like drawing two cards. Because this is very close to just cycling, right? It's extremely close to that. One, a single blue to cycle to draw one card. But th that drawing two cards is is a lot better than you think. Because even just like copying this with like a reverberate or something. Or I don't sure. know. Whatever ways we have to do that. All of a sudden you're drawing four cards. Like that's a big windfall. That's a big that's a big uh, uh, payoff, I think. Yeah. Um, or maybe you have some sort of onboard uh like in in the there's like a the commander deck that's all about copying spells and stuff like this is a great card to throw in there right um great so yeah there's uh there's the blue cards so there we you know, go not a ton of them but the, a couple of nice ones moving on to black uh starting off off starting us off with an enchantment called bastion of remembrance two in a black uh when bastion of remembrance enters the battlefield create a one one white human soldier creature token cool whenever a creature you control dies each opponent loses one life and you gain one life this is that zulaport cut throughout this aristocrat type of sack thing it's on an enchantment which i don't know if we've seen before yeah. very hard to destroy and it is among the better of those effects yeah it doesn't care if the creature is a token or not so you, it applies to tokens and I mean, it has to be one that you control, so that's a that's the worst of the two. Sometimes some of them work on any creature, but each mm. opponent loses a life yeah. and you gain a life. This is like an excellent card in that deck. Yeah, totally, and and it still brings a body with it. Like on top of that, like I think Zulaport Cutthroat is a human, or sorry, is a one-one. I think. Yeah. Um, so this also this still gives you the one-one if for some <laughs> right. you know what I mean. Like, right. and this is one where you can then sack that creature and you don't lose the the ability so yes. sometimes it's better to have it on a creature so that you can like maybe that's recurrable and that's something you're looking for but i think there's also a lot of times when it being on an enchantment is going to make it even better so agreed notable uh next we have blood curdle uh three and a black for an instant destroy target creature but then you put a menace counter on a creature you control so 
you know, four mana for an instant destroy target creature is is fine. It's okay. But then this like menace thing, like in the right deck, that can be that can be really huge, right? Like something where you toss that on your commander or you toss it on some kind of thing that couldn't have gotten through but was going to have a big effect. There's so many cards that care about connecting. Uh, and there's so many times in a game where you where you just need to connect that one extra time. So not only now can you destroy one of their two blockers, but now you can actually get through it as well. So I don't know. Yeah. I just I just like the I like the design here. It's really like it, this card. I know it sounds weird to say, but it synergizes with itself really well. Like yeah. both ability, like both parts of the card really synergize. And I think it's I think it's just cool. And I actually I think don't sleep on it for commander. I think it could actually be good. I like it. Next up is Call of the Death Dweller. It's a sorcery, two and a blue, or sorry, two and a black. Return up to two target creature cards with total converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Put a death touch counter on either of them, then put a menace counter on either of them. Return two creature cards with mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. You're getting six CMC for three. Straight into the battlefield, plus they get an upgrade of Menace and Death Touch if they're no. attacky combat. Sorry, What's no. What's that? No. <laughs> Return up to two target cards with total, total converted mana cost. So, so you're getting three CMC worth, yes. Same um, deal. Yeah, same deal. So you, you're, you're paying for the three. However, a lot of times, like, you've seen these decks, these black, especially, like, Abzan decks do it a lot. Uh, maybe even, like, Grixis deck. But, like, there's, like combo pieces where now you pay three mana you get these two little guys that just work together like a two mana creature and then there's that one mana thing that maybe even just comes in and draws you a card or something like that like i think that this card could you could see this pop up in some combo decks things that you know run weird little old creatures that cost like one and two and seem like they don't do anything but actually look out because they do yeah I don't know. Could be a little better than it looks. Um, next we have Dirge Bat. Two black black for a creature. It's a bat. Uh, it's a 3-3. Three, three. It has flash and flying. And it has mutate for six. So four black black. Whenever this creature mutates, destroy target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls. Six is a lot to pay to have this thing mutate. Uh, but... Because it has flash, does that mean you can mutate it at instant speed also? That's true. Yeah, you're allowed to. So there you go. That's something. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like it, this seemed like notable just because it was a mutate card where it's like, okay, I don't need to run a ton of mutate to have this be an okay card. To yeah, run, you know? no, that's true. It's a removal spell that like, and a flying three three with flash isn't bad if you don't get to. Yeah, yeah, and this. So for six mana, you flash in this. You, you flash mutate this. Not only do you get to destroy something, but let's say you have some giant creature. Well, it now gets flying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I think you you'd most likely put this under to give something flying. Probably and have it attack right away. So I mean, that's that's worth that's worth looking at. I think it's worth looking at. Cool. So is extinction event three in a black for a sorcery where you choose odd or even. And you exile each creature with converted mana cost of the chosen value. Zero is even. Yes. Weird. Yeah, very weird. This is these are those like weird board wipes where like it's like like I mean when you choose 
a creature type and destroy anything that's not a creature type, you're obviously going to run a deck where it's a lot of that creature type. Are you going to brew a deck that's mostly odd or mostly even to take advantage of this? Or are you just running this and hoping you get a good outcome where you're like, yeah, most of my stuff lives and most of their stuff doesn't? I think that this is worth uh, talking about and looking at simply for the fact that it gets around exile or uh, hex proof and stuff for certain yeah, cards right that's true yeah if there's like a what price will you pay to get rid of that hex proof yeah. six drop like will you lose all your even creatures yeah exactly so i mean having this in your hand obviously you're gonna know what's happening so you're gonna know to hold yeah. back your even creatures or whatever yeah. so so i think that's i think that's where the real um uh, value comes in and then obviously there's going to be random times where you just uh, like eviscerate someone's board with this and and you don't touch any of your own stuff there's going to be weird and, and everything in between so but I think like I said for that one thing where it just kind of gets a, it's kind of like kind of targeted removal for a couple things that gets around hexproof sometimes yeah kind of cool so there you go I'll, so let's go to some red cards then yeah uh, yeah yeah First up is a one and a red for an instant Blitz of the Thunder Raptor. Deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to the number of instants and sorcery cards in your graveyard. And if that creature player would die, you get to exile it instead. It's always nice when a card gets to exile a creature. Uh, we hate creatures going to the graveyard on our opponent's side because they usually yeah. come back. Yeah. Yeah, I used to run a card, uh, and Butler used to run it too a lot. He probably still does. Uh, oh, burn actually, away burn away yeah burn away is a decent yeah. card it deals what like five damage or something five or six damage six it's like a, it's like a four is it a four or five it's mana a five mana instant it deals six damage to a creature and when that creature dies you exile their whole graveyard so that's sweet right yeah. you're exiling an entire graveyard but it's a lot to pay uh blitz of the thunder raptor just can sometimes handle the thing that you don't want going to the graveyard yeah uh, like you mentioned which is good and i think like you know there's a potential for this to be a really big damage dealer to a creature right it's like, true this could be massive in the right deck so just something to look at for those types of decks uh this actually this might be the first time where we have more red cards than blue white black i think about the same of green but yeah. there's a bunch of red cards in this deck uh yeah. flame spill this one's notable uh two in a red for an instant this is flame spill deal, deals four damage to target creature Excess damage is dealt to that creature's controller instead. We have trample on a spell, everyone. They did it. They did it. They took it straight from a silver border set and they put it right into a, a, <laughs> an actual magic set. Obviously, this card isn't like very flashy or very good for commander or anything. I think it's just notable to point out that we have trample on a spell. Yeah, I love it. Me too. Uh, we also want to highlight rooting Moloch four and a red for a lizard that's four four. Five minutes for four four. When it enters the battlefield, you exile a card with cycling from your graveyard, and until the end of your next turn, you get to play that card. But it also has cycling of two. So if you know, like, if if once we get, you know, you fast forward ten more sets, like when cycling comes back one or two more times, like we might have enough cycling where you can have a deck where half of it cycles. Yeah. Like we've got a counter spell with cycle. We're we're we we're gonna get to we've got a naturalize with cycling. Like we've got a lot of cards with cycling now where half your deck can just have cycling. So this card gets you one back for the next turn. I like that. Yeah. I also like that rooting Moloch lets you play the card. So if you got a cycling land, you can actually just play that too. Yeah. Um 
Next is Unpredictable Cyclone. Three red red for an enchantment. If a cycling ability or another non-land card would cause you to draw a card, instead exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a card that shares a card type with the cycled card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost, then put the exiled cards that weren't cast this way onto the bottom of your library in a random order. So I wasn't paying attention to anything I just read. What does this do? So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to cycle. Okay, so it's, it's about cycling, but it works for any card that makes you, any non-line card that makes you draw a card. Right. So most of the time this will be an instant but sometimes it will be a creature that makes you draw a card when it ETBs. But most of the time we're going to be cycling and drawing a card. But when that does, you don't draw the card. You flip through your deck until you hit another permanent... Not a permanent. A until you hit another card that shares a card type. With a with cycled what, card. With the cycled card. Wait, well then why do they I know. say it that way? Yeah, I know. So I that that's why okay, so that's what I'm confused about. Is like you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. I get I get that. I get that it wants to so if I cycle uh, a creature, uh, I don't just draw a card, creature. it just turns into another creature. Um and, and it goes into my hand, right? But what is a non land card? Oh no, I know you can cast it without paying its mana cost. Okay, so you get to cast it for free. So that's sweet. But yeah, this is the part I'm confused about. Is like if oh. if if okay, no, it is a cycling ability. Yes, it is. That another first non land card. If a cycling ability of another non land card, not or. I thought right. for some reason I think I, I thought I said or there. And I think I read it as Cause you to draw a card, right? Okay, so yeah, so this is like only cycling. This turns cycling on into something crazy, right? You cycle a sorcery, you're gonna get the next sorcery in your deck. You cycle a creature, you're gonna get the next creature, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh very very cool. Like yeah. Again, like type of thing where like, okay, do I just obviously this goes in a cycling deck, but do I look at my other deck? Like, let's say I have an instant and sorcery deck. It's like, hmm, I have like 20 cycling cards in here. Like, do I just include Unpredictable Cyclone because it's going to be so good? With uh, that and many cycling cards, sure. Also, this card cycles. It's got, it cycles for two. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, very low cost, including it. That's what I mean. Yeah. This is Things are getting wild. The cycling wild. stuff. Yeah, all right. Uh, we've got another red one coming up. Uh, Weaponize the Monsters. It's a sack outlet. Red, enchantment. The cheapest it can be. The activated ability is two, sack a creature. Weaponize the monsters deals two damage to any target. So Goblin Bombardment is the gold standard because it's a free sack outlet. This is not a free sack outlet, but it does more damage. So, I mean, in in a world where Goblin Bombardment is like five bucks, I'll take this for a quarter. Mm, yeah, interesting. Two mana is a lot to pay, but it's still not terrible. Yeah. Uh, Footfall Crater is the last red card. It's a single red for an aura. That you enchant a land, then the enchanted land has tap target creature gains trample and haste until the turn, and it has cycling for a single generic. Um, this is all about the cost of putting this in your deck, right? Are you going to be in places where you don't need this card? Absolutely, but it only it cycles for only one. Yeah, so you, it's it's very low cost, but there's also going to be the turns where like, oh sweet, I could just give my thing trample and haste. Yeah. Put this in a gruel deck. Watch it just be one of the best cards you draw. You know, like yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. When it's you put cool. this on a land, it makes everything cost one more, quote unquote. Because the turn you cast the creature, mm -hmm. you want to give it haste, so you're going to want to have this land available. But I mean, 
yeah, like like Andy said, it it costs one to cycle. So if if, if your curve, if your hand is like, I'm gonna go four drop, five drop. I don't have time for this. No problem. Turn it into something else before like I, you get that like curve I, rolling. I think if this is in your opening hand, you just cycle it. Probably. Right, and then and then if you get it middle to late game, you probably. I mean, you can still just cycle it. But if you if know you you've got a couple, you've got some other big creatures in your hand, then you can play it and really surprise some of your uh, your uh, your opponents. Uh, interesting card. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move to green. Speaking of gruel and red and green, uh, our first green card is Auspicious Starix. Starix? Yeah, Starix. Four and a green for a 6-6 six, six Elk Beast. Uh, with mutate for five and a green. So one more to mutate it uh, than to cast it. Uh, whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanent cards, where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. Put those permanent cards onto the battlefield. <laughs> Solid. I mean, this is another one where I don't think you need a ton of mutate to support it. I think you're happy if this happens once um, yeah. because it's a 6-6 six, six creature that brings another permanent with it which yeah is, which is pretty pretty sweet i like it i um, also like barrier breach two and a green instant exile up to three target enchantments and it cycles for two wizards thinks yeah i'm gonna say oh wizards thinks yeah i think this card's cool man three mana instant that gets three enchantments and it exiles them yeah like this is a good way to get rid of gods yeah Pesky gods. And then if guess what? If they don't have any That's the thing. Like, cycle like, it, baby. Who cares? We love we love cards that say artifact or enchantment. It's hard yes. sometimes when it only says enchantment, because like what if you're facing an artifact deck and yeah. they got no targets? But it's like, great, I'll cycle it. Thank you. Yes, exactly. I agree. I think I, I agree. I think like um we're trained to be like, oh, this only deals with enchantments. Ugh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, because no, because you. we're so used to the, the, them coming as a package. But but when this deals, it exiles up to three enchantments, and enchantments are arguably the always the bigger problem. Yeah. Like some guys got a bind dilation, some guys got a doubling season. And if I was if I normally had something that like I've had like a hull breach that hits both, I'm like, okay, kill. I guess kill your doubling season, and I don't know your signet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, barrier sure. breach is gonna get three uh, or or less enchantments. And like you said, cycling. So I like this card a lot. Yeah. I'm going to be including this in my green decks. Yeah. Uh, next is Colossification. A lot of talk going around this card. A lot of This is one of the ones that always grabs uh, players' imaginations, this type of card. So it's five and two green for an aura. You enchant a creature. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you tap enchanted creature. And enchanted creature gets plus 20, plus 20. <laughs> crazy Great. <laughs> absolutely wild yeah. like so they've been talking a lot about like what are the implications of standard and limited and so on but in commander the sky is the limit you put this on something that then just untaps <laughs> like okay well this is crazy this is the biggest uh aura this is the biggest uh enchant creature card so yeah if you care about power or toughness, anything, like if yeah, you like right? to fling anything, like that, those are the first things that come to mind. There's also stuff like 
Chandra's ignition to to like killing. Oh my gosh! Yes, players this way. Like, there's all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff that you can do with this yep. card. So, yeah. And even the fact, even if you're not untapping it, and even if it just stays tapped, there's still lots of crazy stuff you can do. So, yeah. Wild, wild shenanigans. Classification is going to be a cool one for enchantment players. What else? Uh, happy to. It's not the right art there, but it's happy. Happy to get yeah. another copy of Fertilid printed. Fertilid is the best. Two in a green. Zero zero, but it enters with two plus and plus encounters. So we love to proliferate. We love to do stuff with that. And one in a green, remove a counter. Target player searches their library for a basic land, puts on a field tapped. It's ramp that costs two, but it is reusable ramp. Fertilid is one of the few cards that can put two, three, four, or more lands onto the battlefield in one turn. Yeah. Uh, the very high ceiling. It is going to be interesting to see how this works in a set with Mutate, where you just like mutate onto a Fertilid, and now the thing is even bigger with plus one plus encounters. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I love Fertilid. One of our favorite cards. Uh, Migration Path is three and a green for a sorcery. It says, search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. You may recognize this as explosive vegetation, except this is explosive vegetation with cycling. Cycling for two generic. Strict upgrade. Strict upgrade. 100%. Thank you, wizards. Uh, we've got ram through. It's an instant one and a green. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. And if that creature has trample, the damage tramples to the creature's controller yeah. instead. Like this is another instant with trample on it. Uh, if your creature already has trample, uh, like we just had classification for plus 20 plus 20, you could do a ton of damage to someone with this. Exactly. So that's the thing, right? So not only like ram through just, it looks like a fight card or, or at least a deal damage to creature card, but sneakily it's, it's much more than that. You can end games because again, like Sean said, like if you have a big creature with trample, uh, you can, and, and for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's tap down or it's you know it can't attack it's got some aura on or something like that ram through on their on their token on their one one flyer and then ram the rest of the damage into the player and kill them yeah pretty cool card people are not gonna see that coming and it's instant speed as well uh and finally we have wilt for one and a green it's a destroy target artifact or enchantment for an instant and it has cycling too so it's again forget about you uh natural eyes Wilt is yeah. in. Yeah. The, the, we've never had this with cycling before. I, I had a look. We've had destroyed enchantment for four with cycling, but never strict naturalize with cycling. This is the best. I, I think they were just finally like, you know what? No one's playing naturalize in anything. Yeah. So it's time we just gave it a, an upgrade. Yeah, finally. Um, and I think they're I, they're right. No one's run. No one runs naturalize in any format. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, and so, I mean, maybe Wilt has a chance to make it somewhere. So I think so. That's the, that's, yeah, like it's never a dead card. No. Uh, so there you go. There's the, all your monocolored cards, uh, and your colorless cards. Um, some interesting and cool stuff in there for sure. Uh, now we're going to move on to the multicolored spells of which there are quite a few. This is a real multicolored set here. Yeah. So it's, uh, we'll hit these, then we'll hit our, uh, there's only three planeswalkers for this set and then we'll be done all righty so to start us off uh these are like i mean they're technically colorless but they are id multicolor uh the the color commander identity because they are mana rocks that tap for three colors 
This is the, uh, the example we're using is Zagoth Crystal, three generic for an artifact. It taps to add one of the Saltite colors, either black, blue, or green, but it has cycling two. Neat. Uh, if we yeah. draw. Sorry, I'm just pulling this up. There we go. Zagoth. Oh, yeah, Zagoth Crystal. There it is. Uh, Should we hit that again? Yeah, hit that again. Sorry, hang on, hang on. Uh, okay, hit it again. So the first multicolor card technically is colorless, but it has an identity of Saltai, for example, is Zagoth Crystal, three generic for an artifact, and it taps to add black, blue, or green to your mana pool, but it also cycles for two. The implications of a mana rock that cycles is very interesting to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We talked about this, like, just, I think, the other day, just talking about this before we recorded or something, but it's right. like, is this better than a banner? Right. Like, I don't see the banners run very often. No. Nope. Is this better? So this, you have to make the decision on whether or not you're going to cash it in for the card before you cast it. So early right. game, you're pretty much always going to cast this down to ramp yourself. Always. And now you've now there's no cashing it in later. It's um, locked. So in that way, it's worse. But it's better in the fact that if you draw it late, the cycling cost is much less than casting it and then sacking it to draw the card but usually yeah. you don't care about that i will say like uh, that's not i guess that's not entirely true but like late game you're in, you're in a better position to be able to spend the like whatever it is five mana or i don't know how much it is to to, to, to sack a banner i've never played with one of them uh you're you're in a, a a better place though um to do that because you have more mana usually however if you draw into something good there's no telling whether or not you're going to actually have the mana left over at that point. But I, I'd, I'd say that I I don't know. I don't think these are going to get there. Okay. I feel like they're – I feel I don't, don't you feel like, like it's kind of worse? Because you can't play it, have it ramp you, and then later when you need a card, cash it in. You can't do that. I mean, the reason I can't decide is because I also have never played with banners, and I don't know if <laughs> I ever would cash them in. But I definitely mm. would cycle these. I, I would, yes, exactly. Yeah, and there's the weirdness about it, right? It's like, yeah, I agree with you, because I would cycle this. Hmm, yeah, I don't know. But does that, yeah, I don't think it's, don't anyways. Anyways, interesting, though, interesting to talk about. Uh, so our first m truly multicolored spell is Channeled Force. Uh, two blue, red for an instant. As an additional cost to cast a spell, you discard X cards. Target player draws X cards. Channeled Force deals X damage to up to one target creature or planeswalker. So it is only creatures of planeswalkers, which is a bummer, but it is a bit of a wheel here um, in that you get, but but it's a selective wheel. You get to just select which cards you're discarding and then you get to, you can target yourself with the draw and then target, um, a, you know, a, a creature or planeswalker and just kind of murder them. You can also make someone draw out their library if you have enough cards. <laughs> if you had a ton of cards in your hand, yeah. Sure. So, I mean, there are decks, though, like we mentioned earlier, Arjun and stuff like that, where that is not outside of the realm of possibilities, right? Like, Yeah. So Channel Force is an interesting one. I be, I'm very, like... Uh, just the just the the, the the kind of fact that it's like a selective wheel is kind of interesting to me. Like I kind of like that, yeah. and it deals damage to something. I think that's worth it. I think that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I also like Fiend Artisan. It's two Golgari hybrids. Two CMC has to be black or blue, green in any combination. It's a one one, 
but it gets plus one plus one for each creature card in your graveyard very golgari and for x and a golgari and a tap you can sack another creature search your library for a creature with converted mana cost x or less put it onto the battlefield then shuffle your library only when you can cast a sorcery hmm. that's the pod effect but it doesn't have to be well it's sm this big or smaller it doesn't get bigger but it's be well that's not right because pod sacks a creature no, and the creature pod, gets yeah. a little bit bigger this just also sacks you have a to creature pay for this. turns it into anything you have to pay for this too you have to pay the, the... right so like if you want to sack a if you wanted to truly do pod so you wanted to sacrifice your three drop and get a four drop you have to pay the the four x you have to actually pay five and sacrifice right. the thing that costs three right that sucks <laughs> Does but, it suck to turn a token? But yeah, no, it doesn't that suck. Case, That's yes. the thing. It's like it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just saying, like compared to what Pod does. But um, sure, the fact that you can get any creature though truly is yeah. actually quite good. Yeah. Right. So sacrifice any creature, go through and get something awesome from your library and just put it out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, this card's good. Uh, and the fact that it gets bigger is just like wicked. I played yeah. against this, eh? I played against this on Arena today. Whoa. I just, ha I just like needed to kill like twenty minutes, so I just popped into like a standard match, and someone was, someone had built a very, like, very wanting to be fun and janky new Golgari deck with a lot of Ikoria cards, and this card was in it, and I did win. Um, but this card <laughs> was still really good. Yeah. yeah, Commander, I think it's awesome. I, I really want one of these. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a mythic rare, by the way. Yeah, uh, one of the most expensive ones right now. Wow. Okay. Uh, next we have Death's Oasis. It's an enchantment. It's a rare. Uh, it's white, black, green, and it says whenever a non-token creature you control dies, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Then return a creature card with lesser CMC than the creature that died from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, and you can pay one. You can sacrifice this, Death's Oasis. You gain life equal to the greatest CMC among creatures you control. So if ever so if something dies, you get to return something from your graveyard that has less CMC to your hand. So that's a cool ability. We've seen that on like uh, what's the artifact that does that? There's a there's an artifact from like um, Kaladesh or something that does that. And it's always a part of crazy broken oh, yeah. artifact decks. Where you get to right. you get to Yeah, you get to like bring back these like less cmc um artifacts. So the, the reason that artifact one was so good was because it's easy to make artifacts cheaper mm -hmm. so you're often sacking artifacts for value and getting one that's like a, like you could it has to be less cmc but you can cast it for even less like mm -hmm. uh i don't know if you can do as many shenanigans as this it reminds me a bit of carador but i think you can do some pretty pretty interesting stuff with this i think um yeah, I think you're going to... Uh, this This just is like, please make a combo out of me, please. Well, I mean... Oh, yeah, it's non-token. Yeah, I mean, it fills your graveyard pretty quick. Yeah, like, uh, like just thinking of, like, <clears throat> Karmic Guide, uh, not paying for Karmic Guide's thing, getting something back, like, but Kar Karmic Guide gets you something in return. I'm sure you can get something back with Karmic Guide that then brings Karmic Guide back, which then brings something else. Like, these are the colors that do crazy shenanigans out of the graveyard like that. Yeah, because so. of Karmic Guide. <laughs> yeah, Karmic Guide. Anyways, I, li I like this card. It's, it's, it's neat, and I think it's got some good potential. Yeah, for sure. Value. Uh, next, we've got Labyrinth Raptor. Uh, it's a Rakdos card. It's black and red. 
For a Nightmare Dinosaur, it's 2-2 with Menace. Whenever a creature you control with Menace becomes blocked, defending player sacrifices a creature blocking it. And you can pay black-red. Creatures you control with Menace get plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn. So Menace asks all the your, your creature to be blocked by 2, but they have to sack one of the two right away. So they really, like, they have to, like, this one gets blocked easily, but if you have other menace creatures, it becomes extremely hard to deal with. Yeah. Them. Yeah, true. If you have something that gives everything menace, for example, like, a, so you know, many of those. That's Goblin really cool. war drums. Um, yeah, that's true. That yeah. wolf. There's a, there's a zombie that does it to zombies, yeah. Sure. Like, how are you going to block? Yeah, it's tough. They're sort of unblockable. This guy's a menace lord. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, next we have Quartz Wood Crasher. Two red, red, and a green. So five total for a 6 6 trampled dinosaur beast. It's a rare. Whenever one or more creatures you control with trample deal combat damage to a player, create an XX green dinosaur beast creature token with trample, where X is the amount of damage those creatures dealt to that player. Oh, man. I like this card a lot. Yeah. This is so dumb. This is like uh, not quite as good, but also sometimes better. That like big green insect that copies itself when it hits and it has trample. Oh, yes, yes. Kind of like that a little bit. Except that obviously this is just like the remainder damage. You get an XX of that. But that's very good. Because this I mean, thing is just going to keep making more and more of these tokens. Yeah. I love it's it. Fun. This it's is fun. a fun design. A 6-6. Six, six, a a 5-mana 6-6 six, six trample. Ain't nothing, and you know you're gonna be able to get some cool stuff out of this. I love this card. Yeah, uh, here's a fun teamer card. It's Song of Creation. One green, blue, red enchantment. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Love it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you cast a spell, draw two cards. What? Wait, what? <laughs> At the beginning of your end step, discard your hand. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> That's so, exactly what I said in my head when I read this the first time. <laughs> right. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty good what <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah so like the, the you get to play an additional land but i just am imagining once you've got you know this mid to late game you play a spell draw two cards play one of those draw two more play one or two of those draw two more play two lands and then discard the rest it's like that's great uh make sure you got some flashback in there make sure you got some other stuff in there so discarding isn't so bad uh, this seems super fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I'm so used to Teamer being like the like play a bunch of big creatures and they have flash sometimes and they can't be countered or whatever. Uh, and now it's like, uh, what am I doing with Teamer again? What is this like? I guess I'm playing Storm or something. Like, you know, what yeah, I, mean? I don't know. I this is probably pretty good in a deck that wants to do that. So well, and yeah. let's also note that Teamer has the colors that let you most easily play off the top of your library so it's like True. i don't care if i discard my hand i got on the top of my library is good so here that this this yeah this card has some crazy potential also yeah uh what's it going for right now what's it starting starting oh you, are you is your interest peaked <laughs> i'm just wondering if like if someone has big plans for it in some other format it's like 20 dollar card or something it's four bucks four right bucks. now mm, okay people i mean are, this is the time though like you, you kind of want to nab it before someone does have big plans in another format and these are the cards that do it but like how much is uh what was our preview card for theros the, the red one that everyone went wild with in every oh yeah format. fire uh uh escape from the underworld like that card's in everything and it's not that much though 
right? Uh, no, because I think did they ban it in Legacy? They banned it. Oh, did they? At any rate, um, it's still getting played. Underworld like... Breach. That's it. That's the one. Uh, yeah, ban- they banned it in Legacy. It was getting expensive because Legacy was starting. How to much dominate. is it? Uh, now it's two bucks. Ah, see, yeah. So you know, I whatever. Anyways, uh, I say wait on most of this stuff like we always do. Uh, another. So the, I guess there's a, like an a, a, an enchantment cycle for for all of these, right? Yep. Um, here we have Titan's Nest. Uh, this is the Sultai one. One black, green, blue. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard, um, and then you can exile a card from your graveyard. Add colorless mana spend this mana only to cast a colored spell without x in its mana cost so delve everything except for x spells and colorless spells so no aldrazi delving no x spell delving but other than that delve whatever you want yeah that's this is this is very good this is too good i think i think they've said so many times how broken delve is yeah as a mechanic and yet here they are printing it on an enchantment for us all to have. Like, Golgari has a lot of spells that cost one green that end up putting a couple cards in your graveyard while they do other things. So like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I mean, obviously it's powerful. Obviously it's good. I think you're going to want to run this card in a lot of different decks. But, I mean, the fact that it, it doesn't hit X spells and, and is, is a bummer. In that it's a necessary bummer, though. Otherwise, I think this card is completely busted. Yeah, right? Uh, I've got 60 cards in my graveyard. Uh, X equals 60? Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that, really? I mean, there's lots of other, like, combinations of cards that are worse than that, even. Would that be so bad? You still have to do, yeah, exactly. You know what? You still have to do a lot of work. You know what I mean? You still have to do a lot of work to make that that, uh, good. But also, there's the possibility of just, like, Oh, I've got... Yeah, you don't even need that many. It's like, oh, if I had eight cards in my graveyard in a Sultai deck on turn, let's say, five, which is very possible, you know, I play this on turn four, then I then I uh, Villainous Wealth people for, like, eight or nine? Someone yeah. for eight or nine right away? Like, that's too early for that. That's yeah. very good. Uh, anyways, this card's crazy. What, what else is there to say about it? It's, it's wild. Put it Nothing. in your, your Sultai decks. <laughs> Uh, so the, the Jeskai version of that is a one blue, red, white whirlwind of thought. It's an enchantment, obviously, uh, and it's prowess, basically. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, draw a card. Great. Thanks. Simple. I will. Yep. Yeah. I will, and I will put this in every Jeskai deck from here on <laughs> from here on out to the Probably. end of time, right? Yeah. 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 Very good. Nothing much to say about it. It's great. Yep. Uh, next is Back for More. Uh, four black, green. I love the name of the spell. It's an instant. It's an uncommon. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. When you do, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So it's a pretty classic reanimator, except that they tacked fight on with it. And that's just a nice bit of value there. I like that it's instant even more so, though, because you can flash block something and then also kill something else and get an ETB effect. Like, There's a lot of value here. It's six mana, but there's a lot of value there. Well, and it's rare to get this effect at instant speed that isn't tied to combat because now we get to do some real shenanigans where there's a lot of cards that are like, well, when it it goes to your graveyard, shuffle it into your library. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a triggered ability. So when the thing goes to my graveyard, 
before that triggered availability resolves, I can ah. back for more it out, and then I shuffle something into my library, but there's nothing to shuffle. You're so right. A, this you can get is an Eldrazi you... out of your uh, Yes, yes. Your this is the way to sneak Eldrazi out of the graveyard. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's why most of these reanimators are not instants. Fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call, Sean. Very good. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Very good. Ooh, this uh, yeah, this is nice? a fun little dude. This is Parcel Beast. Uh, two green blue, <laughs> elemental beast. Two four with mutate for just green blue. Mm. Uh, that's fine. But the most interesting part to me is one tap. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you don't put the card onto the battlefield, put it into your hand. This is Coiling Oracle. Mm-hmm. But in secret and repeatable, like you don't reveal it, you just look at it. And so it's actual ramp if it's on the top of your library or you're drawing a card every turn and you have the option to mutate it for just two. So you can get this rolling. I mean, who who among us play a lot of one drops? I, mean, I guess if it's a green elf, I'm going to play it on one. But uh, you can th- this this card has a ton of potential. Yeah, I agreed. Really cool. Uh, Skull Prophet is a black and a green human druid it's a three one and you can tap it to add black or green and you can also tap it to put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard i think pretty sweet for any golgari deck that is looking to fill up its graveyard because it's ramp and it's mill <laughs> perfect yeah. it's ramp until you get rolling and then it's mill once you're there <laughs> it's that's awesome yeah. yeah and i mean in a pinch it either blocks something with three toughness pretty well and trades or it randomly you can get in for three if you for some reason need that so yeah. i don't know man this is that's a lot packed onto a little two mana creature here yeah skull profit uh, it's an uncommon love it yeah there's a lot of those on here spite dragon is another one black or uh, sorry blue red fairy dragon one one flying and haste whenever you cast a non-creature spell put a plus one plus encounter on it that's great it's gonna get yeah. pretty big it's gonna get big. The haste is interesting because it's like the turn you play it is probably not that big because you need to you need to follow it up with a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, it's still 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 interesting. Uh, Dire Tactics is the, it seems to be the white black version of these two mana yeah. <laughs> spells. It's an instant exile target creature. If you don't control a human, you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. So again, I'm just gonna bring up that humans are way more common than you think. Especially in Orzhov decks, honestly. They're mostly humans. Yeah. Uh, unless you're running something like Zombies Tribal, and even then. Um, but just an instant speed, exile target creature. Great. Exile. Love it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yes, please. And we will never get another Swords to Plowshares, but this is very good. <laughs> yeah, very close. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about Frondland Felidar 2, green, white, Cat Beast 3, 5, Vigilance. Creatures you control with Vigilance have one tap, tap target creature. Now think about this. (laughs) Your creatures have Vigilance and a tap ability, which means they can attack and do combat and still be eligible for their tap ability, which you can do at the end of the prior player's end step and just be like, your turn's about to begin. You're going to look around and you're going to be like, whose board looks the most vulnerable? Oh, I've got three creatures of vigilance. You have three creatures. I will tap all of your remaining creatures. So on my turn, I have a f- easy combat, and I can do this all day. I'm I'm good to go. You've just outlined why I think this is uh, reasonable to talk about in a commander uh, setting, right? Like, yeah, it's actually pretty powerful. Like 
thing you just laid out there. Uh, not only is our vigilance, not only is vigilance the most underrated ability in Commander and like arguably one of the best, um, but tapping tar- tapping creatures is very underrated. I said at the beginning of the show, it's it's actually a uh, can be a very effective form of removal, and especially when you're trying to push damage through. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yes, okay, we also have General's Enforcer. This card looks really good. White-black for a creature. Oh, maybe this is the white-black one. Uh, it's the uncommon creature, human soldier, 2-3. Legendary humans you control have indestructible. So, obviously looking at your commander there. 2 white-black, exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. Those two abilities add up to something pretty decent, especially if we're talking about tokens, obviously. But even just exiling like target cards at opportune moments can be really big. So to have this on something that potentially uh, protects your commander as well, I think is quite good. And it's a very low cost. It's an uncommon. It's not going to cost you a ton of money. This card's cool. Uh, next up is a cycle of cards. Uh, they are all in the wedges, so they have one color on the top right side, but you can, they all say, if you use the other two colors in the wedge to cast them, something awesome happens. They're mythos cycles. So the mythos of Brocos, uh, it's two green green for sorcery, but if you, it's the Saltai one, so if you paid blue and black for the two optional colorless part, uh, you're going to search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. That's if you pay the extra. But what mm-hmm. you the main effect either way is return two up to two permanents from your graveyard to your hand. So if you get to do the Salta version, you're also going to tutor one. Mm-hmm. So you're going to return a permanent and you're going to tutor a permanent by way of having it go to the graveyard and then to your hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like randomly get something like Genesis into your graveyard and leave That's it there. That's true. I guess, right? Like, yeah, uh, you could do that too. If some cards want to be in the graveyard. Ang- I mean, anger is not Sultai, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Wonder. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So that's pretty cool. Um, the wording on these, a lot of people have made fun of how like bizarre it is the first yeah. time you read it, and it's true. Um, it's true on I think one of the later ones. Anyways, let's get the next one. Mythos of Aluna. Two blue blue, um, and create a token that's a copy of target permanent. Very cool. Now, if you used uh, red and green to cast a spell, instead create a token that's a copy of that permanent, except the token has, when this permanent enters the battlefield, if it's a creature, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So, you know, okay, sure. Maybe we can also kill something, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, smaller than it. Uh, But otherwise, like, just... Being able to do this is pretty sweet. I actually like don't like this one as much because it's 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 that um teamer color identity. Like you can't just throw this in a in a blue deck and play it. Yeah. Which is where you kind of just want all it, of them. Right? So yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. But you know, maybe there's a team you know, there's probably teamer decks that are gonna want to play this. Yeah, the fact that you can copy any permanent exactly. like, there's some yeah, powerful nice. enchantments that are good to copy. Yeah. You're almost getting nothing for that extra one because I probably like I can clone creatures very easily. I don't need to, this extra thing. Yeah, and much. I think like the, the upside of it being target permanent is that you get to do something like an artifact or, or an enchantment, whereas yeah. then you're not even at all getting any kind of advantage from that red green part. So that kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah. I mean, anyways. if you you know if you want it, you want it. Yeah. 
Uh, the black, green, white one. This it is starts, the, this it, is the confusing one. It's Abzan, but it's mainly yeah. This is so confusing. Uh, it's basically instant speed destroy target creature, but it's two and a black. But if you but if that two is green white, so if you pay, <laughs> read if you pay it, green read white what black, it says. I will. If you play green white black, you get to destroy a non land permanent instead. Yeah, yeah. But the way they've worded it is. <laughs> Destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature, or if green white was spent to cast the spell, which still makes sense. And I I got it when I read it the first few times, but I do understand what that people were making fun of it being like, how did any like who wrote this? Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. I understand. Like if, totally. if if you pay for it the easy way, you get to destroy a creature. If you pay yeah. for it the hard way, you get to destroy permanent. any permanent at instant yeah. speed. Mythos of Nethroy. That's pretty good. Tuna Black for an instant or, you know, Abzan for an instant that does this. Yeah, I think so too. If I'm in Abzan, I probably have, and it's probably very easy to cast. Commander decks have no trouble yeah, assembling weird mana costs. Yeah, it's exactly. So like, for yeah, for an Abzan deck, this is just three mana instant destroy permanent. Three mana instant vind- vindicate. Yep. Um, the weird thing is it has to be an Abzan because you can't play it. Exactly. The color, right? So like, yeah. Yeah. And it's non-land permanent, so it's not yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next is Mythos of Snapdax. Yo, Snapdax. Two <laughs> white white for a sorcery that says each player chooses an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker from among the non-land permanents they control, then sacrifices the rest. So this is an ability we've seen in white before. However, if red black was spent to cast a spell, you cho- you choose the permanents for each player instead. Yeah. So instead of them picking their best stuff and sacrificing the rest, you're going to choose their worst stuff and they sacrifice the rest. So that's powerful. What was that other card? Oh, there's a couple. There's like the combustible. Well, combustible, combustible everyone chooses for themselves. There's one where you choose and oh, everyone sacrifices oh, the yeah, rest, right? It's from Magic Origins? Origins. It's a it's like a seven mana white spell, I think. Something with deck, something with... Uh, it's for sure a sorcery, right? Yeah. Tragic Arrogance. That sounds like it. For each player, you choose from among permanents, artifact, creature, enchantment, planeswalker, and they sacrifice all the others. Yeah, it costs one more, but there's no restriction, and you do the same thing. It costs one more, so it only costs five? It costs five. Oh, okay. Well, I, that's less than I thought. No color restrictions. Well, okay. Well, for, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, I still think this ability is, is better than it even kind of looks in Commander. Uh, either way. So... Yeah. Um, but if you, but obviously you're you're running this in Mardu and you're getting the full uh, ability of it. So yeah, I think it's I think it's not bad. Last one in the cycle is Mythos of Vadrock, two red red, but it's the Jeskai one. So if you pay two red red the easy way, five damage as you choose among any number of target creatures and planeswalkers. But if you pay it the Jeskai way, white blue red red, you get to those permanents can't attack or block and their activated abilities can't be activated. So you can kill a couple things, or you can make the better part of a team not be able to block or attack for a turn. Yeah, this feels not really commander good enough for commander to me. I agree. Anyways, let's move on. Okay. Uh, are we done with the mythos? Yes, we are. So we're mythos moving on to a different complete. cycle now. Uh, the ultimatums are back. Ooh, yes. And boy, are they ever back. Uh the first one here, we have Eerie Ultimatum. Uh, white, white, black, 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 green, green. 
So that is seven in total, all colored mana, sorcery, return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. Any number of permanent cards with different names. This is big. This is big. This is huge. This is every card. This is basically every card in your graveyard except for basic lands. And even then you get one of each of those. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. This card's incredible. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I love it. Yeah. You're going to get ETBs. It's going to, it's going to be a glorious mess of triggers. (laughs) Super mess. So this is obviously very reminiscent of like, um, What's it called? What's the Liliana card? Return of the... <laughs> I can't remember the name of that card at all. Where it's just get all the creatures back from every graveyard. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or even uh, another close one is the... Uh, I think it's another Abzan one where it's like you get all legendary permanents back uh, yes. from, from your graveyard to the battlefield. So yes. I mean, those abilities are so strong and so good. And Eerie Ultimatum, even though it's a heavy mana cost, like you said, man, if I'm playing an Abzan deck, guess what? I got these colors, you know? Like, I'm going to yeah. have... You know, I got my mana tuned. I'm ready to go, so... I think your ultimatum is an amazing card. 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, emergent ultimatum is the Sultai one. Uh, green's in the middle for three. So two black, three green, two blue. Sorcery. Search your library for up to three monocolor cards with different names. Exile them. An opponent chooses one. Shuffle that one that they chose into your library. And you get to cast the other two without paying their mana cost. Then you exile emergent ultimatum. So like... You know, in these colors, we've got cards like Expropriate. We've got extra turn spells. We've got black spells that, as you said, Andy, would bring all the creatures from all the graveyards back into play. Yeah. And in so, like, which of those don't you want me to have? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna get two of them. <laughs> yeah. Crater um... Hoof. I get all creatures from the graveyard, all graveyards, or Expropriate. Which one of those don't I get? <laughs> It's, it's gotta just, be expropriate, right? Yeah, right. Like obviously, you're not, <laughs> I'm not giving you expropriate, but like you still get two other awesome cards. Like this is yeah this this is a this this is pretty much win the game. It's funny how still like obviously there's less setup than the um, Abzan one, but the Abzan one is still so much better. I, I don't think. know, man. This, it's this, not always like, going to be. I like I'm not like, saying that, but I bet I think you, it you is. could engineer. Whoa. Three cards that are like, it doesn't matter which two you give me, I'm going to win the game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's very good. Uh, next, we have Genesis Ultimatum. Uh, green, green, blue, 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 red, red. Look at the top five cards of your library. Put any number of permanent cards from among them onto the battlefield and the rest into your hand. Exile How Genesis Ultimatum. How did they Ultimatum. do that? <laughs> How did they go from <clears throat> casting two of the most broken spells in the world or putting a million permanents in your hand to putting two permanents out of five <laughs> i know so this is i do not understand this like i don't understand how they go from these crazy high ceilings to this this to one's so fair any number of permanent cards okay sure couple of lands couple and a, of lands a and maybe a creature or two five cards it, like it should be like look at the top 10 cards and you can put any five permanents you know what i mean yeah like, even, and even that i mean that that's pretty good that's pretty good i suppose so like that's pretty good but we've had other cards that just straight win you the game so like like this doesn't do nearly enough it's wild now um i don't have the other ones in the in the notes but i did want to read both of them so okay let's do them um, 
yeah, this is a letdown. Teamer should almost be like Teamer should be something crazy, and it's just not disappointing. Yeah, the other uh, two are not super crazy either. I agree. And so, inspired ultimatum is yeah. blue, blue, red, 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 white, white. It's the Jeskai one, obviously. Sorcery. Target player gains five life. Inspired ultimatum deals five damage to any target. Then you draw five cards. What are you talking about? Jeskai ultimatum. <laughs> how did you, how did we go from put your whole graveyard on the battlefield to draw five cards and kill a thing? <laughs> and, like, and you gain five life. Like, like, come on, gain five life. Get out of here. Um, so this is similar to the effect that um, Expansion Explosion has, right? So Explosion can right. have you draw cards. and But that, the sky's a limit on that card, man. Like, it's X like and 4. So, like, obviously, the like you get a bit of a bargain here if your target was 5. Yeah. In fact, a decent, like, 2-mana bargain. But, like, but, the, but this is Commander, man. We're, I'm talking about X spells. I'm talking about big mana here. You know what I mean? So Inspired care. Ultimatum, the fact that it limits us to five, while there's no setup here, we simply get to draw five cards and kill something. Whereas again, like the Abzan one, is, there's a lot of setup there. You gotta have a, you gotta have a nice graveyard if we're gonna even have that do anything really. Yeah. Um, but like, I just think that the while the floor is lower on Inspired Ultimatum, the ceiling is is also quite is also lower. It's a it's a bit of a basement apartment. Five yeah. cards is good. Killing something's it's, good, but it's just not for this mana. I mean, I want more. It's a decent rate for drawing cards. Getting five cards for seven mana is pretty good, but like... It's going to burn when three of them are lands, though. You know what I mean? Same as the the, the teamer one. Man, they led, they led on strong. We, we also definitely started with the two best ones. Uh, but you know what? Uh, this last one is a nice one to finish it out on, too, uh, actually. Um, Ruinous the, Ultimatum. Yeah. Uh, this is the Mardu one. Red, red, white, 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 black, black. Sorcery. Destroy all non-land permanents your opponents control. That's so it's like one. Cyclonic Rift, but instead of returning everything to their hand, you destroy it. <laughs> you destroy it, yeah. <laughs> and it is a sorcery. At least it's not an instant. That's true. That's true. That's different. But that's... This is good. So I... I, I for some reason, I thought we left the Genesis and the Inspired. The Jeskai and the Teamer one. No. No, no, no. This the this one's good. This one's as good. Destroy this all non-land permanents. It. Your opponent's control. It. It's crazy. Yeah. This is how, this is what you pay <clears throat> um, for a one-sided board wipe in black. Anyways, you pay seven mana for that. Yeah. In Garrick's Wake or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's one of them. The Plague Wind, I think, is another one. Yeah. Seven mana spells, I believe. Um, if you're playing Mardu, this is probably what you're paying. Like this is probably the mana you're paying for it, anyways. So if it hits all permanents, oh my god, this card's great. Yep. Love it. Andy, we we talked about all the regular cards. We just have a few co- a couple Planeswalkers left. That's it? Okay. We're going to meet a new one. We're meeting Luca, Coppercoat Outcast. Still ah. don't know what the Coppercoats are, but Luca has been outcast from them. Uh, Luca starts with three red red. Cost three red starts with five loyalty. Legendary Planeswalker, Luca. Uh, you've got a plus one, a minus two, and a minus seven. So plus one, exile the top three cards of your library. Creature cards exiled this way gain. You may cast this card from exile as long as you control a Luca Planeswalker. So they kind of go into like a, a secret exile zone where you can have you have access to them. That's nice. Doesn't protect himself though. 
unless you cast them. Yeah. Uh, but then you have to do that next turn. Anyway, minus two, exile target creature you control, then reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card with higher CMC. Put that card onto the battlefield, the rest on the bottom in a random order. That's pretty nice. So you're exiling something and you're getting one that costs one more. No, just just, it, it just, just has just to cost higher. more. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Okay, wow. Like, so a token could turn into a legit threat. Wow, yeah, that's good. That seems uh, like it's a new ability they're giving Brent because there's that other there's that card in the commander deck that does that too. Yeah. Cool. And then the ultimate minus seven. Each creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each opponent. You just hit. You just attack and get everything, but without even having to attack. So it's kind of like giving them a free attack where they no one blocks. That's sweet. That can win. It's you an games. interesting ultimatum where it's like it's like it's not like some ultimatums where you automatically win the game. Mm, like that no. ultimatum might do nothing. Yeah. But it's nice. I like that minus two ability. I must say. Yeah. Like that might be just worth it. Like to run a five mana planeswalker. Just to get that once, and then maybe get it twice, right? Like I think that, like that's for sure. Because I've I've been I've been playing out a couple of little support creatures, building up my board, mm-hmm. and then I drop Luca to maximize my mana on maybe turn four or five, and I'm going to turn my worst thing, maybe a little green mana dork, into a legitimate threat. Hopefully, we're not usually very high on planeswalkers on this show for Commander, and uh, the fact that we're speaking this favorably about a mono red. Planeswalker is pretty yeah. nice. It's yeah. nice to see Luca come out and make a splash. All right. Go, um, who else do we have here? We have Vivian's back. Vivian Monsters Advocate. Three green green. Three loyalty uh, Vivian. She has a static ability. Uh, you may look at the top card of your library anytime, and you may cast creature spells from the top of your library. Well, that's a good ability. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to have it revealed. That's the key thing. Like Usually when you see that type of thing, you have to ha- sit with it revealed, but her, you can just look at it. So that's nice. Uh, her plus one is create a 3-3 green beast creature token. Put your choice of a vigilance, reach, or trample counter on it. That's very cool. Mm. Reach seems really good to protect her, right? Yeah. Vigilance as well. Uh, and then her minus two is when you cast your next creature spell this turn, search your library for a creature card with lesser CMC, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Oh, wow. She's like the like a similar ability to Luca. This is another one I really like. But you get to pick this time. Yeah. Oh, this is good. She's good. Yeah. Like, let me cast my six drop, and then I'll just find this other wicked five drop. Like, yeah, uh, yeah no problem. Not or just like plus her and make a bunch of beasts and just start casting stuff from the top of your library. Either way, man, this is a good thing. Yeah, these are good. <laughs> these are good. Again, well, we're not usually see. too high on the planeswalkers, but here we go. Let's see if our last one is also good. This is Narset of the Ancient Way. One blue, red, white. Jeskai planeswalker. So you've got a plus one, a minus two, and a minus six. And Narset starts with four. She's Plus really one. kicking. She's really trying to kick that white mana symbol out of her coast. <laughs> looks like. Yeah, she really is. Get out of here! Her foot is out of the frame, and it's like <laughs> yeah. almost kicking the white symbol. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, plus one, you gain two life. Add blue, red, or white. Spend this mana only to cast a non-creature spell. Okay. 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 Not going to protect yourself in any way. <laughs> oh, you're not Minus... going to protect yourself in any way, Narset? Fine. 
<laughs> minus two, draw a card. Then you may discard a card. When you discard a non-land card this way, Narset the Ancient Way deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to target creature or planeswalker. Well, that's a way to protect yourself a bit by mm -hmm. like uh, making sure someone's not around to attack. Minus six, if you get there, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this emblem deals two damage to any target. Hmm. It's like a lot of kind of mediocre stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of mediocre stuff. It's three... It's three colors. Four mana is good, though. I don't know. I, I'm not... Um, I'm not I'm not over like to me I think I don't know the the ultimate is the best part of this. I mean yeah. minus 2 kill things. I don't know. I I'm this is how I normally feel about planeswalkers and commander. Yeah. I don't think this does enough and I'm sure you can find ways to make it good and all that but like in general speaking I I, I don't think I want to run this planeswalker. Yeah. But those first you. two were real good. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into yeah. Ikoria. I'm into Ikoria, too. You know, at first, I'm really glad we get to do this, Sean, because before I sat down and did this, I felt like Ikoria was such a mess in my mind. I didn't yep. know, like, colors are all over the place. Like, it's like there's ultimatums. There's these big, crazy spells. What big, is crazy mutate? creatures. Mutate is this whole other thing we got to deal with. And these companion creatures, these things are nuts. Yeah. We get to sit down here. We get to kind of sort through it all. We get to decide which ones like we're excited about, which ones we're you know, which ones we think are like underwhelming, over over overwhelming at times as well. Um and I think, yeah, I'm excited to get down and uh see what this set can do in the, in some commander decks. I think there's a lot of lot of interesting and like new design. Like yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited too. Uh I'm I'm also happy we get to sit down and do this. Uh thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, throw, shoot us a comment if there's a card that you're excited about for Commander that we didn't talk about. Maybe we didn't see the right angle or something that you're seeing on this thing, which is possible. I think people are going to maybe mention Dranath Magistrate. It's the uh, two mana, one, three in white that just says opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. Yeah, it's hey, a pretty good that's hate card. That's not our style of card, man. I'm not trying to stop you from playing Magic, yeah. but I, yeah. I understand people talking about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, Sean's right. If you if you uh, uh, if you want, leave a comment. You know, talk about some of the cards you're excited about with either from Icoria in general, or maybe even also from the C20 uh, review as well. So, because they're all they're all still mashing up in my mind a little bit. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, remember to go to uh, TCG Player if you're in the states. They um, and support them because they're still sending out cards. They're still doing their thing. They're trying to unionize, actually. You see Bernie Sanders tweeted about them? Well, the no. workers, Yeah, the workers of TCG Player are trying to unionize. So, hey, ooh, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, support them. Why not? Uh, TCG Player, great great place. Um, use our uh, coupon code and uh, get uh, that'll give us a little uh, cut. That'll help support our show. And uh, if you're in Canada, always check out the Wizard Tower, wizardtower.com, and uh, use our coupon code. I meant affiliate link for TCG Player. Coupon code is for uh, Wizard Tower. Use our coupon code and you can get a little slice off there. Uh, get a true discount. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners. That is our second set review in as many weeks. And uh, we're excited to start brewing with these cards and getting these decks out to you guys. We will see you next week with a brand new uh, Commander deck. Deck Tech. Back to Bye. normal. Peace. Peace.
Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.